I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, they used to bowl of kaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. Hey listeners, before we dive into this week's podcast, I wanted to let you know this is an independent podcast and we're doing this podcast all on our own so we can deliver the content and get the guests that we know will help you with your creative journey. And that means we don't have the financial backing or the marketing and promotional tools that Wondery or iHeartRadio or Gimlet might assist us with. Now, we want to continue giving you game from the Hollywood trenches, so we ask that you help us out. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that review button. Definitely hit that review button and download these episodes. Post links on your social media. Tell everyone you know and support our Patreon for only $1 a month. Find the link at ScreenwritersRR.com or Patreon.com forward slash Screenwriters Rant Room. And if you already are a subscriber, we love you. No, we really do. And we appreciate you listening. So let's get on with the show. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. And you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Will we keep it real? We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? 2023. Yeah. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. We got a dope show for y'all. <laughs> I was just cracking myself up. I was thinking about something what y'all just said a minute ago. <laughs> Chris Derrick in the building. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing awesome. You hang Actually, I'm doing awesome. Good. Um, I missed you out on Friday night. You guys were there, but I didn't. You know, there were so many fucking people. No, I wasn't there Friday. Oh, you night. didn't go? No, no. The thing I was saying is, is, is that the is that like we the, the, like the writers in Picard, we all bought tickets to see the live show of oh. of How Did This Get Made. I thought you episode. said you were going to that after. No, no, it Got was because because it. it started at seven. So, okay. um, and let me tell you, it was fucking awesome. Really? Mm. I mean, now granted, we, they're talking about Fast Ten, mm-hmm. and so like I had to go see Fast Ten with some of the other writers because mm-hmm. and I hate to disparage movies. I mean, like you know that, right? Yes, but. <clears throat> <laughs> but I don't, I, I don't think I've seen a worse movie in my life. Mm. Four hundred million dollars. That's how much it cost. Yeah, you didn't like seeing Jason Momoa have a conversation with dead people and like his hair tied up. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I loved his outfits. By the way, those are the star of the show. Here's the oh, thing: really? it's because it's it, it's so uneven. That's why mm. the Jason Momoa scene like that. Where uh, this is something that we heard. That night, mm. For, like so, so the villain is Jason Momoa. He's the son of Joaquin uh, Delmeda, who's the villain in Fast Five, and he's trying to get revenge on them killing his dad from right. f- five movies ago. Mm. Uh, he's like some weird. Like he's kind of like he like he dresses. I heard he was the best thing in the movie. He is. He, was, he he is because he because he behaves and dresses like he might be gay, mm. but but it's ambiguous. Yeah. 
He's queer know, baiting or something. He's queer, right. he's queer baiting, yeah. But there's a scene where he's like he's captured these dudes and he's killed them and everything like that. And he's keeping two around. Mm-hmm. To, to, he's painting their toenails mm-hmm. and huh? talking to them mm-hmm. like they're his little support animals, right? Mm. And what's even crazier, Igor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. what's <laughs> even crazier is he's talking to these people. So he's talking to the dead people, right? The craziest thing is this is where the director was really off his fucking rocker, and he was <laughs> and he was claiming he wanted to be more more grounded than Justin Lim. He cuts the reaction shots of the dead oh, yeah. people. Wow! So he's like, ah, oh, I'm just cut to your face, and now the now the wildest thing that we heard that night, the wildest thing we heard that night is they shot that scene later. Just to kind of like fill some shit in, and everybody want to get rid of it. Yeah, that's except yeah. for Donna Langley, the head of Universal. Yeah, the studio wants to keep it in. Wow, as, they, if, the, as if the movie wasn't long. The enough. director wanted to save it for a DVD or like extended cut or mm-hmm. you know just something, and she, they were she was, was like, like no. no, that's but, great. But she needed it because if you don't put that in there to push him over the edge because of his like his mental state, mm-hmm. then you know, you you get some weird. Then the movies in a, is like isn't even, you know, it's the place is even weirder. But hundred million dollars just on cast. That's why it cost so much money. Wow. I believe it. I believe it. Um, <clears throat> and but Paul Shear, you know, from uh, uh, the league and stuff like that, he hosts. Right. The, I, how did this get made? And like, uh, so, so they were talking about like all the movies and stuff. They were talking about right? that movie. They just it, it was, I was like, just fast, almost, two, almost two, uh, just fast ten. Okay, it was almost maybe like three hours. It was him. Well, he really dissected them. Well, well, it wasn't just him. It was. It was. He had four. He had three, four co-hosts. Mm-hmm. He had fucking Seth Rogen showed up oh, to wow. kick it there, yeah. and his boy Evan Goldberg, mm-hmm. and like it was just wild. It was wild. Well, speaking uh, of live tapings, are we allowed to or not? Got to wait. What? We'll talk no, about no, it. We'll talk yeah, about yeah, it. We'll talk about cool. it. Oh. So I got. I got two more things I want to say. Um, so that's what I've been doing. It was keeping me good. Comic book is finished. Is it? In terms of all the art, so now I gotta start trying to get a deal. Um, it looks so fucking amazing. It That's looks fire. Saeed, why he, why he trying to hide it from us though? What's up with that? Uh, I mean, ain't I ain't show listen. nobody nothing. <laughs> you because know, r- real G's move in silence. Because I needed to get, it was, it was like, I needed to get the final four pages. I needed tweaks on them, which I got on Friday, okay. and then I had to do like a little bit of like the lettering. My, I'm doing myself, but uh, but sometimes I change the dialogue a little bit based mm-hmm. upon what the art's telling you. Mm-hmm. It's kind it's kind of cool yeah. in a way because you write stuff. That's what Dan was saying the other day, right? You yeah, just keep yeah, changing. You write life. stuff, and you're like, oh, you know what? I need to uh, this the, the way he drew this, or he created a character, that, like you know, there's some space pirates in the in it, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. like. Okay, I just said in the back, I said, hey, there's like four or five space pirates. Just these are their names. Blah blah blah. blah. He rolls out and creates this like polar bear figure with like oh, with like a damn patch eye, and I'm like, motherfucker! Now I gotta like right. give this person a name and a personality, mm-hmm. and like yeah. give him some dialogue, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was so dope. Like I didn't expect him That's to do fire. all that. I mean, which I love about working comic artists is that mm-hmm. they they elevate stuff. So I did that. Awesome. I'll, 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 you know, it's all finished now, and I put together like a PDF of of it. It's not colored yet, but everything else is ready, so I can well, send you guys to see black it. Black and white. Um, and um, Substack is going well. The Substack that I launched is so the, the fourth episode or fourth edition. He mentioned Substack 
like three weeks ago. I never heard of it until he said it the other day. Well, no, because it, you know, this is it's this thing that like it's like a it's a writer platform for for anybody to write. Is it like a new blog thing or something? Or yes, or yes, yes. But you do it like um, it's like a, it's a newsletter platform, mm. you know. And so, so mine's called Thin Ice. You can find it at ChristopherDerek.substack.com. I'll put the thing in the show notes. But you just like you know, I'm just. Just talk about whatever, you know. I mean, obviously, look, I mean, like, Salman Rushdie has one, and Mark Guggenheim has one, and, you know, a bunch of people that are really – it's it's a way to publish without having to go through an editor or anything like that. Oh, okay. And because it's it's on that Substack platform, it's not it's not like a blog that you're doing out in, like, the wild. Someone's got to, like, find it. So it has an audience. Yes, there's the you know the initial or people can find it easier. Yeah. Can you tell who's been watching or how many people um, reading? I mean, look, I just launched it. I've got like fifty subscribers. Oh, that's awesome. It's good. like you know um, the the open rate is is the open rate is like in the eighty five percent. So it's really good. You know, I mean, but it's just fun like writing <laughs> something that. You know, it's like I, I don't know. There's certain certain things that like I want to go off on in this show that I don't get to right. talk, go off on. Yeah. I got to go off on that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, these yeah, longer yeah, yeah. these longer talks. So whatever. <laughs> but, but I keep it short. I keep it so I go. Hey, it's ten minute read max. Right. Well, that's time. You know. So got it. But besides that, so then we got Saeed Crumpler in the building. Yeah, man. What's happening? Glad to be back. We got he got that that bass. Bass. Hey, How low can you go? I'm, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's a. Uh, it's a mixed feeling time. Yeah. But uh, you know, WGA strike. I've been out on the uh the picket line. I ran in the yard at Paramount, which was lovely when it was He's like, on the, the yard. barbecue. Love. The barbecue. Yard. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> listen. That that I, that reminded That's me a t-shirt. Of, we should do that shit. That's that, was, that, that was reminded funny. me of uh the festival at the lake, man. When I was <laughs> when I was <laughs> in funny. like high school, I was like yeah. I ain't seen so many black folks. Uh, like Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Like, yeah. It was while the the white folks were just looking around like uh, Oh, they wasn't prepared. Yeah. Like, what, what, they they, they, they weren't happening? prepared. Like yeah. they, they they were trying to get us to move around. We was like <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen. Guys, you have y'all to don't understand. Yeah, you don't I was like they they ran out of picket signs. Like it was it was they had to go get run and get some more picket signs. Like it was a it was a dope thing to see all of us together, right. you know what I mean, and you know, so that that was that was dope. Yeah, but I I think it was really I think you're right. The, the one thing that was kind of crazy was is that like you know, the captains even with bullhorns couldn't really Not get the black no. people to do. Well, I mean, <laughs> getting black people to like do anything outside of their will is already yeah. like we know. we just don't move like <laughs> that. Nah, like ever since slavery, it's like nah, we cool. We like like we gonna, <laughs> we gonna get around. <laughs> Look, we gonna get around there. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nah, we do this. I know that you're talking to me. Yeah. That's like that's like a graduation where please hold your applause and you hear yeah. like Monquisha yeah. like I know you ain't talking to me yeah. that's my baby. <laughs> listen, listen. They they was they was trying their best. They was like you know it, you know please move around like you know yeah. you could and it's like yeah we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you I'm going to move two feet to the left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you the new, the new move, the next time we do this, I'm telling you, Say, like, we need yeah. to go ahead. I got like some chicken recipes I've been working oh, on. Go, you going to go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Get some oh, really? macaroni and cheese. Get some macaroni and cheese. Listen. Macaroni, asked, I was start asked, making plates, dog. Listen. I was asked to do <laughs> an event that. at CBS here of Beverly. Oh, mm-hmm. the television city? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they said something like June 6th or June 16th, something like that. Juneteenth? Mm-hmm. No, don't. Something like that. I want to turn it into a, like a pre-Juneteenth. You should get a damn if, if I do <laughs> barbecue truck. You know so I'm saying, Man. I don't mind. So I need to, I need to talk to um, 
Bianca and uh, Barrett and see if we want to make it a CBW or if it's just going to be, be me. Cool. Here's the so. thing. There's all that cat money. Like they won't give us any of it. Any of it. Mm. Any of it. They can't let us use cat money to get a truck? Nope. We got a truck for you know. On, on well, Jeff Bird said if we do one, he'll 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 do it. Well, so. uh, yeah, but but last Monday, like um, we got like a shaved ice and and truck, if, yeah. you know, That's and, uh, and uh, some. I you know who was out? I did not believe, and it's still like one of the nicest people because I met her one time before. Um, I saw Little Wayne did a truck. Carla, Little Wayne was over there. Yeah, he tra- he wouldn't show up, but he sent the truck yeah, uh, with truck. his name on it. No, that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Carla, um, Flavor Flav was out. Yeah. Carla, what's her last name? Cagino. You know what I'm talking about? Who's that again? She, like, she played in in, in the this TV show Karen Sisko a long time ago. Okay, okay. Um, she came out. She was super nice. I met her a long time ago. One time I was standing in line for this book signing. She was, like, right behind me. Okay. And, I, and I was like, fuck. <clears throat> you know, because she was in, obviously, Karen Sisko, and she was in, in Sin City. and some, mm-hmm. was in a lot of shit. Um, and I was like, I got to say something to her because mm-hmm. I can't. But, you know, so, but what do you say? There's been a lot of people coming you know, through oh, man. that I've appreciated. Like just, well, the, I think we've come like through. Justin Bateman. I'm Justin. Justine Bateman. Justin Bateman. The way, yeah, yeah. Just, I didn't realize she was that political. I mean, I just don't follow her that so like that. I, She's so political. At Paramount, but, I walked up to my mentor, um, and he was taking a photo, mm-hmm. and and I was like, "Who? I know this person," and mm-hmm. it was Paula Patton. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, I was so, about to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I walk that. up and I tap up my mentor, I tap up his yeah, crew, yeah. and they're like, and like he's just like, "Yo, this is Richard." Blah blah. blah. She goes, looks at me dead in the eye, smiles, and is like, hi, I'm Paula. And I was like, man, we know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> there's, certain, there's certain moments when you see like, when you That's walk, dope, you, you though. Adam, I was that. like, I know who you are. You don't need to say a goddamn yeah. thing. And I was just like. <laughs> you want me to say your last name? Exactly. <laughs> you talking about Adam? You talking about Adam? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Adam's wild, man. He knows all the motherfuckers. You're just like, oh, okay, I didn't fucking know. You know who was there fucking, um. Tori Kiddo from Equalizer was there. He, oh, like, he was yeah, out that yeah, day. Yeah, cool. And, I mean, it was funny because uh, this is the weirdest thing. I said to him, I said, dude, you're, like, not taller than I thought. Right. And, and he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, because he's taller than me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, dude, you got to understand, right? Most actors are not tall. Yeah. And he's at least 6'2". So I'm like, yeah. uh, but but I would appreciate it. Chris at least 6'12", you know. Right. So. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, it, it, it was dope, too, because, like, you run into people that you haven't seen or you haven't met in real life. Um, I ran into like uh, Stephen Canals, who oh, yeah. is who is somebody that mm-hmm. hearing his story about him going to UCLA online class was part of the reason why I entered yep. that thing that helped me on my journey. And so it was dope to meet him in person mm-hmm. and tell him that, like you know what I'm saying. And so, like you know, and then running in the yard, That's my just, little bro right there. Yeah, like Stephen is raw. And so, um, you know, it's been a lot of that, which is good morale in this trying time here's here's the thing that i say all the time i was just asked to do a a interview for this uh online like think about the strike Mm -hmm. and i talk about i actually say there's actually some positive things that come out of these strikes come out of the george floyd thing come out of us leaving our agencies all of these things are set up in a way that forced us to have to do this more Mm -hmm. especially coming out of you saying this earlier Coming out of coming out of um, I would say out of it like we out of COVID and shit. We still in oh, COVID. Still here. Still, still. <laughs> like our brothers be thinking, oh, we good. No, bitch, you ain't good yet. <laughs> and until they get that positive test. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where I'm going with that is uh, the the positive things that I yeah. see 
is it now allows us to all come together. Yeah. And now people have time mm-hmm. for yeah. certain things. Now some people are like, oh, I'm writing this new thing or I'm doing whatever. <clears throat> but it doesn't mean you can't take an hour or two to go have lunch with somebody or mm-hmm. to you know, to read some new writer's first 10 pages of something they've done. You know, so a lot of that stuff starts to come back again. So what I'm trying to encourage writers to do, and you know, I've told you, get online and fucking reach out to those people you love and be like, hey, man, we ain't talked in a while. You know, working on this new thing. Whenever you get 10 minutes, you take a look at this. You'll be surprised how many people will be like, you know what, I'll take 10 minutes to take a little. You'll be surprised. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, look, that's the thing. It's like, you know, like I I, am... I'm trying to have lunch with as many people as I can who I've wanted to, Mm -hmm. who I didn't try to push anything during the pandemic, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then post-pandemic, well, whatever. Because some people you want to see in person. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm saying, yeah, you know, and then post-vaccine. You was busy. You know, yeah. (laughs) He was in the room. I have a story to share. And and also, a lot of people I know, uh, showroom level stuff like that, it's like, you know, I like it was hard to reach them or trying to get time with them, mm-hmm. and they always like check back, check back, you know, and you check back, and it's like oh, I'm busy, and you, and it's like before I was on a show, you don't know how busy they are, yeah, you just yep. don't know, you know. I mean, and, and even when the room is over, mm-hmm. this is again why we're striking because I remember like all of 2022, I was trying to get a couple of meetings with Terry, mm-hmm. and it was so hard, and I was like. I was like, why is this so hard? Because I'm hearing from the other guy that he's that he's going. He, he, I mean, because he's post all alone. Mm-hmm. The whole room is shut down, and he ain't being paid for it. He's not being paid. Crazy. Yeah. So it was Crazy. like for a full year, mm-hmm. he was posting that show, and then he was um, doing an, he was doing like a mini room and shooting a pilot from that thing. Right. So he was a lot to do. <coughs> it's just like okay, so now you might have time, you know. But right. you, but, but you don't realize that. Until you're in like the circles of people like that to know how busy they are, you just know that they're busy. And I think it's a good time now to just reach out to a lot of people. That I mean, I, I probably got a list of like ten people that I'm like I gotta come meet these people now right. or hang out with them. You know, right. so I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know even do. even with you know even with us where it was like, you know, I, I used to go through Ben's spot a lot mm-hmm. pre uh you know like uh before y'all room was up and stuff and then it was like damn i i thought about it yesterday when i saw ben i was like damn i ain't been to the spot in a minute like you know what i'm saying <laughs> and so i do feel like everybody got busy working on their shows um you know even developing stuff it's like you don't realize how much time it does take developing projects and stuff right. to where it's like you don't have as much time and i also feel like you know, coming through COVID, we did so many Zooms. I do feel like it was kind of like a fatigue of meeting. Oh, God, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I, I, I think it was just like, all right, man. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I do feel like meeting people on the picket line, it's almost like I'm like, well, let's meet on the picket line. Yeah. And because, you know, you're usually in twos. Mm-hmm. And you, let, can take, you can take your time and talk to somebody. Let's chop it up yeah, for 20 minutes. On the, the yeah, yeah, let's chop it yeah, up for 20 minutes on the picket line. I had a really awesome conversation with a mentor about how do I out, do outreach, you know? Mm. Um, and I've I've been very fortunate where um, if I've gone on staff, I, there are staff opportunities where, like, I wasn't the right fit. Mm-hmm. Or I, I, I was the last person out of the room right. where I've still been able to turn those into <coughs> actual relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, like, a job opportunity. It's, like, mm-hmm. these are relationships, which is very fortunate. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I did, I spoke to a Shermaner, like, you know, how should I manage or maintain these new relationships mm-hmm. right now? 
um, like the old ones are good. You can just hit him up anytime, text, whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, you know what? Give us a month. We're tired. Mm. Um, I like, love yeah. that. He was like, Honestly, that's real shit. And this is real. Like, and um, it was hard because, like, yeah. you know, when you're ambitious and hungry and Fact. you're trying to get there, you just want to go, go, go. And mm -hmm. I, for me, patience and humility to like sit back and be like, okay, I'm gonna give y'all a month to rest. <laughs> well, well, okay, look, I'll give you an example because I know what you're talking about. I know that those guys. They the room shut and girls. down. <laughs> so so it's like the room shut down for them in February. They had to go from March April to do the final episode, the final three post, you know whatever pr yeah. produce and then post the final three episodes, do the finale, mm -hmm. and then and then CBS also said to them, you better do four hundred one. Yeah. So then they had to like break four hundred one like on the and shoot it and shoot it Damn. before the strike. Wow. Mm. You know, and it's like you got family stuff because, you know, his daughter, I was going to like mm -hmm. that. I mean, his daughter's graduating. Just a lot of crazy stuff. And he's back and forth. So it's like, yeah, like give these people until maybe July, you know. I mean, because, well, I mean, look, I mean, it's it's cool. I love seeing people that I know who are like showrunners who have deals, mm -hmm. you know. <clears throat> Who yes, are, I am. Who, 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 <laughs> who, are, who are on the line. Yeah. Definitely. You know, I love that. Definitely. I love seeing, because I've seen Kaiser, mm -hmm. I've seen Lindelof, I saw Kirschman the other day. That's wild. I, people, who got, people who got big money mm -hmm. on the line. Yep. You know, I mean, I got mad respect. I saw Charles Murray, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. um, he's one of the outer range. Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of people yep. who, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, there's, I, I, I've seen Berlanti on the line mm -hmm. on social media, not yeah, like in person. In person. Yeah, but, they're going out, you know, yeah. and, and, and even if it's only for like an hour, they're still going out. You it's, know? In, it's important for us to see the presence of people like that. Like you said, and you got to realize that this industry in the last, what you say, 10 years maybe, Chris, is the first time where showrunners are becoming like you recognize them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know John August, you know Craig Mason, you know, you know John Wells, you Billy know Ray. Yeah, you know, you know these guys as soon as you see them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas before, well, they I could walk I, around well, and not have no I think problem. it's all, I think it's because a, and it's helping us as fucking what we're doing, the labor action is social media. Yeah. These people, they put their faces up on their right. profile thing. <laughs> so whatever they say, you get to see what they look like, you know, right. and if they, and if you follow them for a few years, you get familiar with the face. And then there's a lot more panels. There's a lot more things where, you know, that thing that Billy Ray did. Uh, yeah. About like a month ago, about mm -hmm. the, uh, I, I, about the book burning stuff. Right. You know, he, he didn't have to do that. You know, mm -hmm. and probably recap, recap that for people who don't know. What so, so you know, uh, so he just did uh, uh, this this uh, this selfie video off his phone, mm -hmm. talking about you know there's you know how in the South the old Confederacy mm -hmm. they're doing these you know like they're banning books or they're burning books and he just gave a little statement about that you mm -hmm. know like it was maybe like 30 seconds mm -hmm. boom but it was like okay but and it was on his it was on his Twitter feed right. you know and I think that like you know <laughs> in the last strike there wasn't any of that so mm -hmm. so if we did something like that yeah. you know who's gonna hear about it yeah. how are we gonna hear about it what do you I, say, Rich? That's the one thing that I'm worried about, especially coming out of the southern states, is like this stifling of creativity and mm. expressivity down there. Right. Um, I was l watching. I was watching the game last night, Heat versus Celtics. Ugh. This doesn't sound stupid. I know, 
but the Celtics came back, and I couldn't. Re- I, I'm always one of those people who wants to see like an eight seed beat a yeah. one seed. Yeah, yeah. But definitely. for some something in my heart, I was like, why am I so happy that really? Boston? Was- <laughs> you wanted Boston to win? Well, it's not. And I was no, like, he's questioning. No, it. no. I, I, I was, and I was like, well, is it because I went to school there and I have yeah. an affinity for the oh, city? That's right. And when I think about Boston, I don't think about like you know the white mm-hmm. folks in South. Yeah, I think about right. like the black and brown folks in Dorchester who helped me out. Right. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, that's not it. What is it? What is it? I was like, oh. I don't want Floridians to be happy right now <laughs> because so many of them are on some crazy fuck yeah, shit. Awesome and I'm just like, that's why. And I was like, but Miami's cool. And then I thought about it. I looked around like the political scene in Miami. I was like, no, 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 no. Miami's not cool. No, Miami's not cool at all. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, okay, that's... Make okay, your that's mind why up. I'm rooting for Boston. Yeah. Okay. Wow, <laughs> but, that's it. I didn't even but, think but about that's, it. But that's my big thing. Like, you know, there are fourth graders who are getting in trouble because they're reading books in class that are on the ban list. And you're Crazy. like, yeah. this is wild to me. Crazy. This is my whole thing about, my whole thing about um, what's going on with AI, what's going on with these companies, mm-hmm. everything like this. Talk about it. Everybody is talking, is that this, right? We as, as humans, we learn the most mm-hmm. through stories. Mm. Is that is a it is our primary way of learning information right. because we can't experience everything, <clears throat> right? You can only experience a little bit and shouldn't. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. There's certain, certain shit that you don't want to. Exactly. You know, exactly. I mean, if you think about it, right? Cautionary tales are cautionary tales. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if you go back to the damn cave paintings in Lascaux, those are put there so mm-hmm. other people can learn a story about something and not be like, hey, there's that motherfucking saber-toothed tiger. Mm-hmm. Don't go near his Facts. ass. Facts. Okay? If seven men and women get to get to dictate what stories get told. Mm-hmm. What's, and the thing that I've been telling everyone for <clears throat> 20 years, it boggles my mind why Hollywood... You know, all these conglomerates, you know, like, like Seagram's buying up Universal mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. You motherfuckers were never considered to be bought by an ad agency, one of those, like, Omnicom or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because Hollywood's only, its only competitive advantage is how it does the marketing. They will make you watch a bullshit movie yeah. or TV show. They'll make you watch it. You'll be like, oh, I gotta go see it. And it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Everything dope will be in the trailer. Yeah, everything would be sure. chiller. Everything oh, would yeah. be oh, yeah. just, just example, fast X. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Woo. Now, it's not wait, my type no, of movie. No, 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 but, but, no, no, no. Here's the yeah. crazy about Fast X, right? The actual ending shot of the movie is in the trailer. Mm. Oh, really? Wow. They, I mean, it's like that crazy. Like, wow. be, but because that, so, so, so the skill mm-hmm. is if seven companies and all run by these motherfuckers. They have the ability to dictate so much. They're changing. You know, look, this is the thing. I don't buy books online or digital books that are fiction because, as we're seeing now, mm-hmm. motherfuckers are changing the books. Right. They're changing, oh, this is PC, we got to change it, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. We've been talking about AI and the danger since. You know, you got Hal in 2001. Mm-hmm. You've got, you know, you got Ash and fucking Alien. You've right. got mm-hmm. fucking Skynet and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but you know what it is? Is Skynet is not trying to kill us physically. <laughs> mm. Skynet is trying to kill our purpose 
if you kill our purpose, then what do we have? <coughs> mm-hmm. It's this great, great, there's a great book I recommend everybody read. It's called Man's uh, Search for Meaning by Viktor mm. Frankl. He's a Holocaust survivor. He's, he was in Treblinka and like all these kind of places like that. Mm-hmm. He said, post his experience of surviving, those who survived, from his, most of the people who could survive, it's because they knew there was something on the other side. Mm. They knew, that I have a reason to survive when I get out of this. Those who didn't see any reason to survive were the ones who, who died. And it's like, what we do, even us as writers, that's our purpose. Mm. Other people are inspired. They always talk about, hey, like, you know, I don't see myself in this. Right. I didn't, I, you know, I haven't seen myself in X, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, 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 the images we create, the images we see, tell people what they can do. You know, because, sure. I mean, look, it's just how it is. It's very, very, very rare for someone to go, I'm going to do, do something that, no, that, that is not, that I see no one doing this who looks like me. Mm-hmm. So if that's under control of a few people, mm. what does that do to what we can do? You know, I was telling my brother, I was like, oh, it's just total foundation of 1984. He goes, no, 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 it's not 1984. It's Brave New World. Brave mm. New World, they pacified you with pleasure. Right. They didn't pacify you with the pain the way they do in 1984. Mm. It was different mm-hmm. about what was happening. And I don't think that people who are outside of, you know, all these people online complaining about, what are you, writers, you blah, blah, blah. It's like, you don't understand. Yeah. Let me. My, my, go ahead. My biggest fear is that when you think about AI and you think about optimization, ultimately it's input, output, maximize profits, right? right. The problem is when something works, <laughs> i.e. fast X, what happens? It becomes derivative. Why? Because AI learns this works. Yeah. Input, output, max profit. And so there is no one there unless you have someone, um, and I'll tell this story later, unless you have <laughs> someone who's paid to train AI to possibly think differently, yeah. it won't. So what happens is you're going to continue to get Regurgitation. Uh, yeah, it's right. going to become yeah, more car and more chase here to the point. Uh, gunfight here. Yeah, more and more of this kiss it's here, more sex more scene here. And, and what scares me <clears throat> is when I talk about the lack of creativity coming out of the South. Is mm-hmm. what what scares me is, you know, when you think about things, uh, think about through human history, we normalize certain things, right. mm-hmm. and because we're conditioned to it, we don't fight back, and because we have enough comforts. I think I've talked about this on the show. Mm-hmm. Because we have our PS5, we have our football games, Instagram, we have, TikTok, exactly, yes. we TV don't shows. want to <laughs> really risk anything with a revolution or an upheaval, so we'll acquiesce, you know right. what I mean? And <laughs> what will happen is, one day, things will just become great. It yeah. will be that this altered world where things are just gray black and white and we just watch the same movie over and over again and that's just it and that's my biggest fear here's here's my thing with the whole ai of it all we just saw the movie megan yeah yeah we now we understand it's a heightened movie we get let me finish we understand all that but it's coming from the heightened place of our biggest fears yeah our biggest fears as writers is what it could do. So I think I've talked to maybe three or four different people as I walked who are all deciding they're going to write some AI shit yeah. today Yeah, no. because of the fear that we're all living in, yeah. right? And I'm like, that to me, I don't understand how we're so accepted of the AI, except, that's right, except, yeah. of the AI 
when we just got a movie like that and 10 other ones before that. Yeah, Terminator. All, all, yeah. I mean, they all tell you that eventually it's going to catch up to you and do something to you. Go ahead. Yeah. You saw that deck I sent you last time. Yeah. That's it. Okay. I mean, I mean, that, I mean that's not my point. My, but, but, but talk about what, Richard, what you're saying, Richard. The thing is, I say this a lot. The re... You can't create good stories, good art, unless you understand taking risks. Mm. And people who are conservative by nature don't like to take risks. Mm. Companies that are all about, like, they don't want to change. Custodians of properties, mm -hmm. they don't risk anything with the property. Mm. They can't. Right. That makes them a bad custodian. Your fiduciary duty is to protect the value. You risk too much value. By doing something different, right. you know. Mm. So but that's the the thing is, is that what you're talking about, Rich, about like this. Can someone go in there? The AI can learn this kind of stuff. The things that we respond to are when we see shit that's like, what? Mm -hmm. You know that like it's it's there's that fine line of <clears throat> it's plausible, mm -hmm. but I didn't think that way, as opposed to. That would never fucking happen, mm -hmm. you right. know. There's a very fine line right there, and that is where really good art comes from. Well, you know? Billy Ray, for those of you who aren't listening, y'all need to get on Strike, strike Talk. <clears throat> so, have you are you on it? Sure. Great, it's great. It strike is Talk yeah. podcast with it's Billy, Billy Ray and Todd Gardner. I think if you go to Deadline or something, it's, Spotify. It's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. It's good though. It's called Strike Talk. It's only an hour long, too, yeah. which is yeah. dope. Yeah. Um, I think we're going into, we just finished week four. Yeah. So it comes out every week as long as we're in the strike. As far as we know, based on the last episode, it might have some shit might change. I know, that, that was wild, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway. But I respect it. But go yeah. Ahead. yeah. So Billy said in episode 101 and 102, I'm so used to talking like it's a script, <laughs> um, that his fear, mm -hmm. and he experienced it on the show that he was just, mm -hmm. you know, show running. <clears throat> is that, and I'm going to piggyback off of this in a second. Mm -hmm. His fear is this. So you're going to get, you know this, you're in the middle of it now. Had mm -hmm. we not been in the strike, you'd probably be getting your shit together, right? Mm -hmm. So you get your, you get, you, you sell your show, they give you the green light, and they go, okay, Saeed, mm -hmm. you and your partner, we're going to get you two, our, partner, our partners, we're going to give you two more EP level writers to work with you and mm -hmm. an assistant. Which is what happened Which to him. Wow, but yeah, right? yeah. Now, so to go off and make your eight episodes or whatever it is, right? Now, his fear, and I totally buy this, is that eventually they're going to be like, okay, you guys have the blue sky and everything. You figured out what you're going to do. Now put it in the system. Let it write episode 101, mm -hmm. episode two, whatever. And then you guys correct it. And then their two week, 10 weeks is up. They go, you're the showrunner. You continue. Finishing, you know, rewriting. When you get into production, it's going to be a mess. And the AI is going to print out. Okay, we got first drafts of Boom. episode one through four. Boom. That you don't. Why well, you, you can do what you need to do. It'll print those out. All of and it. then we'll go ahead and then give it to you, and then you'll correct. Yeah. So here's what I'm afraid of, and you said this the other day. I think piggybacking off of that, I think we're going to go from be call, being called writers to editors. Mm, oh shit. That's what I predict. They're going to be like, we need you to come in. We already have a script. Bring it some flavor. 
So mm-hmm. it's not gonna be editors. That's why they've changed creator, the moniker huh? to creator. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the thing. That's why they've removed every they tell on themselves. differentiation. Yeah. That story by screenplay by story editor, co-producer, all that's being lumped into one fucking thing because they don't want to give you any differentiation. The thing is, look, here's the thing about what Billy's Ray is saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole Haddon did a, a and it's something that also uh, he, he on his Substack and his medium he and I'll put this in the show notes. He talked about Howard Robbins' father, how Howard Robbins' father died when he was working on these three shows. Mm-hmm doing the exact same model that you're talking about now him and another guy were the head writers mm-hmm. and they would let freelance stuff come in blah, 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 that they had to then rewrite and all this kind of shit like this while in production while in production Shh. all this kind of crazy stuff and he's I mean when it was over after the, I think he's it a, killed him up well I mean he, he basically had a nervous Hell, breakdown yeah. mm. after like two, like when the show they went for like three seasons when the show ended yeah. this was like two of these shows going concurrently um he had a nervous breakdown, mm. and then he never really re- came recovered from that. Right. You know, like he was able to work, but not. This is, but you burn yourself out, and I think that the reason why this happens is people in tech, like to be a successful tech person, mm-hmm. it's evidenced in every fucking thing we see. Social network, BlackBerry. You seen the BlackBerry movie? Fucking awesome movie. Right. But the one thing you see constantly is these motherfuckers cannot be around people. Nah. Mm. They're not good around people. They lack people skills. They are able to commune with the computer better, and they think everyone else should be like that. Or they're less than them. And they always think that we can get in, uh, become millionaires by just coding all night. <laughs> just sit around and drink fucking uh, Red Bull all night and coding something like this. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you. Where were you saying, Rich? Um, <clears throat> two things. To say what you're talking about, um, so my younger days, y'all know my my history or whatever. Mm. One of the things I really did say to myself is, do I really want to do go this path? Right. Mm. It was to what I would say is the evil path, and it was like you're essentially a sociopath. No mm. one matters. That's what Chris said. No, I mean, no, and so and so that's that's what I was becoming, mm. and that's you know my mother she called me an asshole to my face really? mm. my mother I, I swear to you I was um I had just gotten suited up man I'm telling you I was like 205 muscles popping mm-hmm. I had the mayor of a certain city who was married looking at me like you know what I'm saying like mm. it's my, it might be a real thing <laughs> I mean, it might be engaged in some real Shonda Rhyme shit <laughs> and um some scandals nah yo it was real like <laughs> season people could one. tell you people could tell you so um and I, I was like, you know, contemplating what to do next. And mm. I could go work for a pharmaceutical company, mm. defense contracting company. Mm. And four years before, I chose to go work at the Energy Action Coalition to be a fellow there instead of working at a big time right. contracting company. I regretted it once I saw how much money motherfuckers was making. They had paid yeah. meals and travel. Anyways, after my mom called me ass to my face, I was like, oh, snap. Mm. Who are you going to be? That's the question. Do you want to be a part of humanity? Do you want to be a part of the solution? Or do you want to maximize efficiency, maximize profit? And I think that's the problem is that um, capitalism takes the worst of humanity, which is greed, and it optimizes it continually. And so the problem with it is that it it cherishes it, cherishes it, it it glorifies it, it makes it, it, it's, here's the thing. Look at what capitalism has done to our government. It is now going to eat itself within the private sector. Think about this. When I was working in politics, 
uh, we had to work with a lot of unions. And unions, you know, they're rough to work with. They're rough, Um, especially when you're trying to unify whatever the cause is. My boss at the time, who I won't name, you know, I was like, what what if, what if like these people start to erode? Because at that point, that was a big thing. Union survival, union survival. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was like, well, I mean, it's easy. You attack the money. They don't have money to exist. They go away. Yeah. So that's what Billy Ray said that really resonated with me. It took mm-hmm. me back to my days working in government. When you think about, if you really want to look at how to maximize efficiency within this sector, what do those big companies need to do? (laughs) They need to get rid of your fucking unions. (laughs) It's a big headache. They hate the unions. Big headache. So what you do, what if they're really smart by doing? It's really smart by doing these mini rooms. What I really connected with is like you're shrinking. The amount of money that goes to the WGEA. It's on purpose. The WGEA erodes. They can't afford those big time lawyers yeah. anymore. Pension and health is not strong. Pension health health you know, insurance. People sucks. are leaving. People exactly. leave the workforce, yeah. and now this union. And then once this one's gone, they'll go after the DGA. Well, I mean, but see, I think they're going after all of them at the same time right now. I I I feel that what a lot of people don't get is, um, <clears throat> what's happening to us is is an easy target. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, they can do it everywhere else, right. drop of a dime, because there are no unions as attorneys. Mm-hmm. I was telling, I, put, I tweeted the other day, it's the perfect fucking time for VFX supervisors to form a union. Mm-hmm. Perfect mm-hmm. time. Because a friend of mine used to do it. Oh, they're not in IATA or anything not, like that? No. Not, there's not one for that. Huh. That's why they get crushed and broken and yep. shit on all the okay. time. Interesting. They need to form a union. You know why? Because if they're, because if they're going to use AI. They mm. need these they motherfuckers need. Oh, yeah. to yeah. fucking really like do work. all the goddamn work right. to, to to make it look good, mm-hmm. you know, and to like supervise everything like that. They need the union nice now. They need it just because wow. the thing that, they, that you got to realize is there was a really great story on the Daily last year about <clears throat> these two guys in New York who finally broke Amazon and put a union in an Amazon mm. warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere else, the Amazon, the someone tries to challenge tries to Amazon, tries mm-hmm. to unionize an Amazon. They break that shit or yeah. stop it, stop it. Like two they killed two, in the right? crib. They killed in the crib before it even gets going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it took them like six months and shit like that. Just really fucking mm-hmm. hard ass work. But it's like that's their business practice. They're a big employer in the film and film and TV industry now. Mm-hmm. Why were they not Starbucks? All that tech like optimization shit. They cannot have it. They can't have unions. They can't have. They can't have workers having rights. Hmm. That that's that's another thing that's interesting. So my brother, uh, I was saying, like my brother lives in Paris. He moved from New York to Paris, and um, he's obsessed with studying AI. Big fan of Terminator and all this type of stuff. And he was saying what I didn't realize about this is he was like, "Yo, in Paris, they're talking all about y'all strike because this is the first time a labor." group is fighting against ai mm-hmm. and so he's not even worried about the other shit we're worried about right. he's looking at like this is going to be a example oh yeah of like if they roll over us with ai everybody. you know nobody stands a chance if the actors the writers right. the you don't stand a chance uh so it's it's interesting to look at it that way to pan out of this because mm-hmm. you know it's like oh this is really 
this AI is really serious. Oh, and it's it's wild because I was thinking the other day, like if let's say this industry gets crushed, worst case scenario, right? Yeah. What do I pivot into? Um, so Man. for me, in in the, since the pandemic started, I made um I've made my money in marketing, mm. doing really well there. Yeah. And Hilliard knows I've had mm-hmm. some stuff that's been, you know, very successful. And we lost an account with a very, <laughs> very, very big company. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I was thinking about it. Uh, I was uh, a candidate for one of their in-house positions. Mm-hmm. And said position was to actually come in, not even create ideas anymore. I was to use AI-generated ideas, Wow. spin them up create all the stuff that I used to create based off of their creative, quote unquote. And they were paying me $22 an hour for this position. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So what I found out was they Whereas how many months before? Uh, it was, you know, yeah. m- more. So what I found out was they'd actually let go of a lot of in-house talent mm-hmm. within the company, not even contractors, and now are rehiring them to Use, use AI yeah, like consultants and at cheap, way cheaper <clears throat> because now they don't have credit for it. It wasn't your idea. Yeah, it was the AIs. You're just spinning wow. it, and so um, I I was like, okay, well that's jobs obviously out. <laughs> well, what about <laughs> trading? Um, something I really love. Well, guess what? <laughs> Charles Schwab is now looking at how to use AI yeah, to go clear out all of their brokers. Yeah. So a lot of white collar workers. Oh, it's, oh it, the thing is, is that. White collar jobs are the first jobs to go in yeah. AI because mm-hmm. they haven't figured out robotics yet right. to get rid of blue collar, yeah. you know, like the truck drivers. But they're trying yeah. to do that. Oh yeah. See, so, see the thing that you know I was saying about this the other day. And I told you I was I was thinking about buying a, a, a condo out mm-hmm. here. You know, can't do that. Why? Because my theory. Uh. Ooh. I'm with you too. <laughs> I, I, I think we think in the same, but please, I can't Southern wait. Southern California this. becomes like the Rust Belt. Yeah, mm. Mm. there's no money here anymore. Everything mm. is over fucking priced, and mm. there's no money. See, the thing that people don't realize is is that the film and the film and TV industry fuels the economy of Los Angeles County. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if there's no if if the writers and the actors and the directors and, and the stunt people. Editors, your service economy are are, are, are gone. <laughs> There's all gone. Then, then the restaurants, the the food, the the fucking Rodale Drive, like all that shit disappears too because it's like no one can afford it. Right. You're sitting out thinking about your mortgage. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then it's it's gonna crater all that. Like like honestly, feel that like you know no one thinks about the ramifications of wiping out like. Eighty percent of, 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 right. of people's income. But, right. but the one thing he, Chris also didn't mention is just uh, the lack of fresh water. So that's another thing. So for me, <laughs> when I think about buying a house, I don't think about Southern California anymore. Also, with global warming, uh, when you think about 10, 15 years from now, the temperatures in Southern California, Arizona, New, I was thinking about New Mexico as like the new frontier, the new Arizona, until I looked at a 20-year projection of what their um, water and mm. their temperatures would be. And I was like, well, it looks like I'm moving to Minnesota. Damn. Yeah, Minnesota. We're looking at the, the lakes there. Um, somewhere where it snows. You need yes, to see temperate where, weather. It's not going to snow really anymore. But no, 20 years from now, Minnesota will be California's water. weather. Damn. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the real bottom line is AI coming, taking over everything, right? But, like, what are you going to do with these people? 
bruh, pay that's sports. a bigger that's the bigger <laughs> question. It's like you think it's dangerous now, right? Like if people don't have jobs and a way of making a living, it's gonna be Blade Runner times Ooh, I, ten. I'm telling you, I'm putting a ball in Subway my kids. Runner. It's 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 Mad Max. Elysium. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Elysium. So that's why, for me, my new theory is put a ball in my kid's hand at age two. And get him on a court. Get him on a court. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't never going to be real. Well, what happens if you're 5'8"? No, no, no. I'm only dating, I'm only dating women 5'9". Uh, now, you know now, you, now you sat down. You know the woman I'm, I'm talking to, she's cool. She's like super tall, athletic. Hey, well, you, you got to get him playing young. Then Yo, you got to get him playing at five. Two years old. Him, her, they, whoever. Yeah, whoever, yeah. No, for real. Him or her? That no. WNBA is popping. Hey, WNBA, shit, we gonna get him. And and now you got NIL deals. So I mean, you know. So let me let me ask you a question, Saeed. Uh huh. And this is for uh, I understand this, but I'm asking because I'm just gonna keep it. It ain't every day you get somebody with an overall deal on the show. Mm -hmm. So how does it work for you guys? This is for the listeners, by the way. You can talk about as much as you can. How does it work for you guys? You get your overall deal, your life changes, you're getting projects going, et cetera, et cetera, and then we get into a strike. What does that mean for you guys? Uh, it means we don't get paid no more. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the, the number one thing is you go from a weekly salary to nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, also, uh, my, my deal is currently paused. Mm -hmm. um, and at the same time, projects are currently paused i mean right. you know and so you can't work on anything um and so it does put a pause on everything and for me it's crazy because it's like you work so hard to get to this spot right. and then it's like oh shit what like you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so uh, even on that end um just outside of the monetary part it definitely feels like wow what what are we doing now you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying um but you know like like we said before you have to sacrifice for the greater good but yeah my deal is currently on pause which um you know did dan say his was pause or did it get canceled i think his is um, his is pause okay 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 yeah, well, they call it suspended is what it so is that's exactly yes. yeah <clears throat> that's why i thought it was different yeah, yeah that makes sense but you know the plan like it was in 2007 was we'll wait 90 days and then we'll um wipe off a bunch of like, like deals that I'm sure they're sitting on assessing what projects are on, what projects are on, which projects are on. Again, something that Tash Gray was saying, something that I was thinking too for a long time is Shout out to Tash Gray. I've been thinking about this for the last mm -hmm. like two or three, two, three years. This is like you know, as the film, especially during the pandemic, as the film industry contracted um, it's like the diverse voices Right. Or, or more importantly, like the, like the black and brown voices don't get to participate anymore in right. making film and TV. Mm. You know, um, you know the, the 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 there's a lot of Asian money, mm -hmm. so you know they have a little uh, they have a leg up on it. They get money out of out of Asia mm -hmm. and these big media funds have bought it. I know a bunch of people <coughs> over there. Been to Korea. Been to China. Been to Japan. You know, got two, three hundred million dollar, you know, development money to do stuff, but it's going to be stuff that's fitting what what, what they want to do, which right. doesn't include work for for blacks and Latinos and stuff like that. Right. Um, 
which every strike hurts. I've heard like yeah. I, oh, I heard first, every strike first to be hurt really hurts us. Yeah, yeah the most, absolutely yeah. the most. I mean, you know what? I mean, and, and part of it is, you know, part of it, you know, we on that call when you know it was. I don't know if you were still there when Charles Murray was on, but yeah, I was. You, you know, the thing is, and it's, this is no slight on you, but you know, yeah. but like everyone fights to get the overall deal. Yeah, but the overall deal puts you under the yoke of the company. Yeah, you don't get. You to can't do, go nowhere else. You can't go nowhere else. Yep. You don't want to get to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You get to do what they approve you to do. And you have to write within their mandate. Yeah. Within, yeah. So, so, so it's, it's kind of a weird. So you fight for something that gives you some financial stability, right. but it's still very precarious and it doesn't help you creatively. Right. You know, um, I mean, it's how long? How long was your deal? Do you mind me? Uh, it was two years. Two years. That's with good. a with an option for a third. But while I think I've been in the where. Year one, uh, about to be year. I think now we're in year two. We were in year two, right? Okay. So I, I've been there for like a year. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, I think the thing that you were saying, Saeed, about um, oh, shit, it's just like you know the stuff that the stuff. The thing is, is it's like what do people? Oh, about the labor action, which your brother was telling you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because I remember, and I don't remember, but I remember reading about the. Um, when Reagan came in and he and he destroyed the air traffic controllers, mm-hmm. he just said scab everybody. We'll just scab it out and f- fuck everyone, you know. And and that was re- the real first like blow against the unions because when the government decided to do that, and the government mm-hmm. had never decided to like to, to, to the government had never decided to help industry mm-hmm. do union busting. And I feel like. It's an interesting thing to. It sounds like a Trump move. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting thing <laughs> to. He would have done it. I mean, that's why Reagan's lionized yeah. for moves yeah. like that. Yeah, know? that's why he's lionized for all that shit. You know, because he. I mean, it's obvious that it's like you know, because 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 even right now, motherfucking oil industry still gets subsidies. Right. <laughs> it's like bullshit. Crazy. Oil pays no taxes. Crazy. All this kind of bullshit yeah. like this. So it's like the thing. But the thing is, is that it's a. If you think about what's going on in Davos or some shit like that. To a, to bust the unions in the arts is a smart initial play, mm-hmm. because everyone doesn't see arts as being like necessary. It's right. trivial, you know. Yeah. It is necessary. Facts. Because imagine if you didn't have anything to watch. Yeah. Imagine if you had no books to read. Yeah. No plays to see. Imagine if you just you were at the fucking factory mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. That's it. No music for your ass. Yeah, not to say no music too, because yeah, we fucking yeah. you know, yeah. Saeed. Oh, yeah. No, but but I'm, 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 but that's all the arts yeah. that that feed us as hum- humans. Mm-hmm. Like I almost fucking guarantee you, this motherfucker Zazov, he doesn't even have a playlist. <laughs> you know, he's not down with it. You know, I mean, he, so, he I, plays I, Steely Dan or some shit. He's no, <laughs> I bet he doesn't even do any of that. Because, I mean, like, like you saw him getting booed at Boston University, right? You saw him right. getting booed, right? It's like it didn't even like. Phase. Oh, he 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 paused at first. He was like, "What? Are What's they, going on? Are they booing? Oh, let me keep going. They? I'm too entitled for yes, this. Yes, you can't yes. possibly yes. be talking to me. You know. So it's like it's it's, it's, a, it's interesting. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of. I'd be curious to see what your brother's saying about all the fucking the riots in France in the last. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're used there. to the the thing about yeah. Paris is they're used, used to, to protest like riot. the the yeah. um. The garbage men were just striking. Mm. Uh, you know, teachers are constantly striking. So it's like they're used to that, and they're they going they're, in. No, they they're, go in. Built, they're not used to. They're built. Yeah, they're for built it. for that. And I you're think. Right. And I think. Well, 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 yeah, you're right. The whole. I'm going to cut you off. But the whole thing is, 
Modern France was burnt on, I mean, was built on burning shit down. Mm-hmm. Correct. The French Revolution was like, motherfuckers died. Look, when people talk about the right wing and the left wing, that came out of the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. Right. When they talk about heads will roll, that's the French Revolution. They talk about the pitchforks and torches to get the, the, the rich people, that's mm-hmm. the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. We're too weak over here for any of that shit. For sure. But yeah, We're weak as fuck and that's, over that, here. And that's what I'm saying. I mm-hmm. think for me, when I, when I went overseas and traveled, you know, you really understand. I was like, what, what is the difference in Western thinking versus mm. uh, Eastern or even European thinking? And the mm. difference was legitimately we have two oceans to protect us. Mm. You do not have to do the things that we have to do. You don't have to make the concessions that we have to make. You don't have the threats that we have because if someone sends an intercontinental ballistic missile your way, you have a Patriot system to shoot it down. And you also have seven to eight minutes to figure it out. Mm. Whereas for us, by the time it's fired, it's in our airspace and we're just scrambling to survive. Mm -hmm. And that mentality (laughs) permeates through generations. It permeates through class it doesn't matter mm-hmm. when it's time to fight you have to pick up arms and fight the russians like i know what they're going through right now in ukraine it's awful but mm-hmm. you know when world war one and world war two they fought an entire front alone right. and these people literally had to stumble over their dead husbands wives bodies to fight off the germans and then rebuild and use the homes that were destroyed as classrooms wow when you're talking about that type of mindset, that's what I'm saying with Americans. Right. Like, Americans are soft. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, like, like the closest thing we had to a right. See, here's something I here's something I haven't. Now I'm not reading fucking you know fucking like the the, the um, Paris newspaper shit like this. So, so I don't really know if this is going on. But over here in the George Floyd summer when they had those mm-hmm. protests, <clears throat> what were they doing, right? They were, remember on Melrose, there was, there was a little bit of riot, oh, yeah. blah, they blah, were, blah, they blah, blah. They were tearing some shit they, up. There was, there was no fires, though. They, yeah, there was. There was, there was a, a little bit of fire, but, yeah. there, but there's no tear gas, none of this shit, right. none of shit during the day, all this kind of crazy yeah. going on today. The main thing that, that, that everyone was They were just looting. Was, it was a lot of looting. Yeah. But, but yeah, but the main thing everyone was saying was is, don't let them fuck up our private property. Don't let them fuck up our private property. Right. In France, when you they're up here like burning shit down, cafes on fire. Mm-hmm. There's none of this talk about protect like what I own over oh, okay. people, mm-hmm. over yeah. people. You know mm-hmm. that's where we have a problem over here. That's right. why capitalism is out of control over here because because we value these hard assets mm-hmm. over people more than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why motherfuckers like Zaslav. Because here's the thing. CEOs all over the globe, you know, are there's that spectrum of of the sociopath, right? right? But I feel like the reason why there aren't any like super super powerful, you know, like like the, there's very few European country, I mean, European corporations that have the same power that like a Microsoft has or some shit like that is because they're not, it, you know, like I don't think that their their society doesn't allow the people to, to be as sociopathic as they do over here. Who's, they have to be in due degree, but not as it is over here. Who's the guy on the last strike talk? The former executive at Fox. Bill, what's his name? Bill Mechanic? Yeah, yeah. He was saying, remember he said he, he made all, all, all of his execs 5%. He, they took 5%. I don't know if you heard the last one. I haven't heard I haven't heard I yeah, just yeah. know who it is, yeah. Shares? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, or the, it was like five percent of their salary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, he was saying it is, and I don't understand how that shit works. So I'm gonna probably kill it. So correct me if I do decide. 
um, in essence, they needed to fire a bunch of people. So instead of firing people, he would have his execs take 5% off of their salaries yeah, or their whatever yeah. so that they could spread that because that's how much more money they mm-hmm. make. And I think he had a rule where you can't make more than five times more or four times more than the lowest person in the wedding, something like that. Billy Ray was explaining how was it Billy Ray? One of I was listening to a podcast and they were explaining how their wages got so bloated. Oh, really? Like it was talking about how the companies they look at how much the company makes mm-hmm. and then they give a percentage and that's the standard, kind of like an NFL contract. Right. And then the next person comes and says, "Well, wait a minute." Uh, I'm I did more than this one and it just keeps getting bloated where it's like five times mm-hmm. each time. Like imagine if like every quarterback like like you hear right now where everybody's complaining about Deshaun Watson right. reset the whole thing <laughs> and they hate the Browns for doing yeah. this, mm-hmm. right? But um, that's what's going on In there. The executive class, yeah. Is that these people are just five times in it every time. Mm. But the thing is this the thing that I think a lot of people don't quite get is like all of Bill McCann, <laughs> all of Bill McCann's people, their jobs are in the chopping block too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just going to be one Bill Mechanic making decisions. Yeah, you know, it's not going to—he's he's, he's, he's not going to have fifteen people under him. There's just a big difference, though. There are people who are going to have financial windfalls and stopgaps yeah. and protections that yeah. allow them to survive and pivot. Yeah. and that's the thing. Um, I'm not worried about the upper middle management people i'm not worried about the broker i don't really care because you've to be quite honest those people have been stockpiling and hoarding assets for a very long time and most of those people have been trained well educated they have a social structure they have a alumni network they can fall back on i know that if i go back to maryland within three to five years for me things will work out those people are okay Who's not okay are the people who move here on a hope and a dream whose parents gave them their last eight hundred dollars to Facts. figure it out, or their parents didn't give them any money. Exactly, and mm-hmm. they've like, and and, and they're like, huh, Sharif. <laughs> you know what? I mean, there's, so, there's certain people out here who are like true American dream. Like I have nothing. The the Horatio Alger story on on the nth degree. Right. And but the thing is, the way that the structure is set up with the money, doesn't matter how successful you might have been, what show you might have got on, still might go like a year before you don't get on another show. That's and, that's and, the yeah, biggest thing. Yeah. You and, know? and the other thing, the big difference between like in a sense athletics um, versus the real world is scarcity in the workforce. So yeah, that's real. Those values are inflated. Not because there's there, there is no money to be spread around, right? Right. So there are only so many basketball players. The owners say we have to we have to give forty six percent of our revenue to uh, our team. This is the forty six percent. It just so happens that it happens to be three hundred million dollars this year. Well, guess what? That gets spread out, yeah. and there's only twelve of fourteen of you. So guess what? You're Ooh. all fucking rich as hell. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Even at companies like. Let's just say Google or Microsoft. There are a lot of people making fifty, sixty, seventy thousand that their jobs are being eradicated, and that that hits different. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's going to affect all of us though. Like, uh, you know, producers. I, why, like, why would there not be a reason to have a producer AI or a development exec AI? That's that, what I'm saying. Like, you know That's what I'm saying? saying? So it's just like I think. Well, you, you said know. someone said it well, earlier. The brokers. Yeah, yeah. The bro- yeah. yeah. Some, someone said it earlier about will feed the successful projects into the AI and then that's what the development exec 
So it'd be one person who's looking at all the potential yep. ideas, you know, the permutations that spit out. You know? and, and what's what's scary is people forget about just how well quickly. I'm uh, sorry, how well and quick. I'm really tired. Just how quickly computers adapt and learn. Hundred percent. And so there are people who are saying that the computer can't do this and they can't do that and we can't mimic heart. I've and said this it. And that. I've said it. Yeah. Now, within, now I don't know if I believe it. No, that's what I'm saying. Within yeah. five, and this is what I yeah. said. I think because somebody time. pulled it up for me, and I was like, "Oh shit!" With you <laughs> can, you yeah. can codify heart and spirit. You can, and that's what people are being. As someone who just saw a job in, uh, interview that comes in and says, "How do I train this thing mm-hmm. to feel?" It will feel, mm-hmm. and the difference is that the big difference is unlike us, where we have to modulate our emotions. This one will be able to weaponize its emotions, mm. and that's the difference. But see, but see, again, but I, I think it goes back to what we're saying about um, uh, black and brown voices. Um, it's been a huge, huge thing in the tech industry for a long time. I remember there was an article, a cover story article in like Wire, like three years ago, where they hired a black woman to be the their head of the AI. In terms of like it's uh, for you know it's empathy kind of it was for lack of a better mm. term, and they fired her because she was so trying to get them like the people the people like tech is such a specific white male you know like like class they're the ones designing all the <laughs> shit they're the ones teaching everything they're the ones who've programmed all the fucking the, the large language models. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are going to be the engineers for most of the time because it's such a click mm-hmm. industry. It's like, hey, it's the five of us who are sitting around in the basement kind of thing creating this thing. You're going to get the type of stuff is all going to be like it's going to be narrowed down mm-hmm. because who's, who's creating it? Who's mm-hmm. going to be doing this? Because when women and black people get involved or people of color get in those spaces, they get shut down like if they raise any concern or anything like that because they're like motherfucker you didn't create this what do you know what do you know what do you know because you didn't do the hard work to create this you're just coming in to kind of like monitor us be the hall monitor right and it's like you know i mean look look we all know how racist the internet is and Mm -hmm. we there's been several stories that i've seen like off and on in the last six months since you know chat ctbt has rolled out is that people get in those chatbots? Like four or five people have like, you know, killed themselves talking about the chatbots. Really, the chatbot is like it's it's like it's so easy to to run you down a, a negative thought like rabbit hole because that's what most of the internet is. It's so mm. much. It's well, so. Much, I mean, if it's pulling from everywhere, there's so little positivity mm. on the internet because because you know what happens when people tell you to be positive. Hey, get positive in your life. Unplug from the internet. Unplug from social media. Right. So the positivity, which is what you just did, is, yeah. The posi- <laughs> yeah. positivity comes from not being on the computers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's being in touch with the nature. It's being in touch yeah. with that. So there's there's not this counterbalance force on the internet to 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 feed for they can draw from right. that's got some positivity to it. But the internet has allowed for people who have no sense of humor, or what was you saying, right. no people skills to become influencers and all these other things because they hide behind the thing. For example, I was on a recent podcast, I won't say which one, and they promoted it in a way, and I was like, hey, what's, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, it's just clickbait. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. what? 
Yeah. Like, you got my face next to that face. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm like, I'm not even promoting this thing. Like, yeah. I'm not telling anybody about this thing. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, I just have one question, and I think this is coming. I'm a realist, but I do... Hope. Ha- hope. Exactly. <laughs> I, I always maintain hope, and even mm. when the hope is gone, there's still that nugget of faith. Right. That a blind miracle from God above will come and save the day. <laughs> Why? Because I've lived it. Um, that said... Looking at the reality of the situation, it ain't pretty. Right. You have a computer that can write faster, almost as smart, with almost as much heart. You have companies that want to optimize, and they're certainly not going to cut budgets for the uh, crazy world-building shows that they're doing. So what are they going to do? They're going to go after the 0.5% budget of people and then use that to tell their shareholders that they're optimizing. But what do writers who don't have um, deals who are the staff writers, who are the underlings, what can we do to keep going? Because to be honest with you, when I talk to a lot of folks, I know there are a lot of folks who are going through existential crisis as showrunners, but there are a lot of people who are saying, Hey, I, I can afford to live for a little bit longer than you, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly. I've stopped everything to move here to do this. And now you're telling me that the thing that I moved here for and pivoted my entire life for could crumble beneath me. What? Why? Why? I would say this. This is just my. You can say. I would say this. And I was going to say it to you earlier too. It's what happens. Everybody comes here with a plan. I came here to be an actor. Mm -hmm. Now I'm on the other side, right? You have to be in a position to pivot. Sometimes Mm. the world forces you to, right? And and so that's what I'm looking at. Even though a lot of us are depressed and going through the things we're going through. I'm still looking at what's next for me. Do I, do I go back to the indie world? Do I just go back to making books? Like I'm trying to figure out what is the plan. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the the problem is we all have illusions of grandeur. We all picture, not you, oh, you generalizing. Have to. You have to. <clears throat> it's, it's what keeps you going. It's yeah, the faith, right? Exactly. But you also have to have a little bit of realism and a little bit of that to keep you going. So the realism side is the side to let you pivot. The illusions of grandeur side is the one that keeps you going through it all and all that other stuff. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to quick example. A friend of mine uh, had just got staffed his first staff writing job. He was in fellowships. He was in blacklist. He was in Sundance. Never got staffed for three years. Finally got staffed. Two weeks in, the strike Two happens. Weeks in. I know a couple of those cats. So, yeah. you, you know what I mean? So, it's just like, um, I mean, that's just yeah. like shattering yeah. on multiple levels. He didn't even get his 10 weeks to get his writing yeah, deal like, card. Yeah, like, I don't like, even think <laughs> he got the, the, the two weeks of pay until at yep. three weeks into the strike. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, and then the other, the other thing is like, I, I was talking to Chris about this is like, and talking about pivoting. I pivoted from the music industry mm-hmm. into screenwriting uh, partially. got bars like that. Right. No, but partially, no, but partially because of what happened where physical CDs got demolished Mm. by streaming. Mm. I used to be able to make $5 of physical CD, Mm -hmm. retain my iTunes myself because the distributors didn't want it and could make a good living and sustain myself. Record stores went out of business, Mm -hmm. all out here, all around, no longer get $5. Out the the trunk. Out the trunk, (laughs) no longer. And then you get, 
pennies on a stream so it knocks out mm-hmm. 80% of the industry mm-hmm. and so what ended up happening it took so many years for art that's why artists tour now mm-hmm. like if you wonder why there's so many tours because oh, yeah, that's the only way they can subsidize and Live Nation is right. cutting hell that's the that. only way they can <laughs> subsidize so when you talk about pivoting I also feel that way too but I do feel like much like music I think what's going to happen so look AI's coming there's no way around it AI's here AI's here <laughs> no and it's going to take over mm-hmm. but my point is I think it will be a moment because we talk about the similarities between music like a parental advisory sticker like mm-hmm. what that happened and rap music is part of ushering that in yeah. I do think it's going to become an AI sticker mm-hmm. or a human sticker mm-hmm. and I do think mm-hmm. I do think at some point it'll be like do you want to watch a show that's generated by AI mm-hmm. and I think this is going to be more recent than it just taking over everything maybe this will be an AI generated show or a human generated show this is an AI generated movie yeah, this is the, a human yeah, generated the movie thing is, the thing about that is that's a level of p- policing that Who's gonna do that? Who's, we gotta thing. keep striking. Like, like here's <laughs> the thing: the people like fucking like Zaslav and Iger are not yeah. gonna do they're, it. They're not gonna. They're not gonna put on this kind of. Not, not gonna put it on there because it's yeah. it's gonna harm their ability to create mm. fucking shit. Yeah. The thing that you're gonna see is, <laughs> see, it's like the thing with CDs and stuff like that. It's like, you know, everything. Is going to be so hard. I, I think that I, I think the answer to your question, Rich, is this: There's a book I read a long time ago, and I keep and I read it every once so in a while. It's called "Who Moved My Cheese," mm. and it's like oh, and, and, and it's like you have to think about what else is there to do. Mm. But you remember, I told you like four or five episodes ago that the fucking eighty twenty rule: mm-hmm. you're going to lose eighty mm-hmm. percent of the workforce. You just, just it's going to be how it is because you know. Everyone is going to look at you Thank and be like, what do you, Thank you, what can you contribute to the limited money that I have? Mm-hmm. I need you to be able to like do, like as a staff writer, I kind of need you to be able to like write your whole episode on your own. Facts. If you can't do that at that little money, mm-hmm. which is really maybe co-EP money, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't, I, I, I can't afford to hire you. You know, I'll bring you on at this, at, 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 at this chump rate. But you gotta do all this fucking heavy ass work. I gotta send you to set. Can't pay you for that. I gotta you have to do. You have to come and do the post. I can't pay you for that. Mm-hmm. That's how they're gonna roll it out because there's just not gonna be enough money for. I mean, there's enough. Here's the back. There's enough <laughs> money for everybody. Yes. They're not gonna want to spend enough, it. They're not gonna spend it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know, look, there was a talk somewhere. Maybe it's strike talk in second so week two or something. Like that. I think John Well. Yeah, John Wells was saying. Oh, that was a good. Episode. John Wells was saying that it's like <clears> the additional <throat> money. Is like point five percent or point two percent, point three on the episode budget. Mm-hmm. What's really shocking about all that is, yeah. if I don't have to pay you a packaging fee anymore because of the agency thing, there's extra money. Mm-hmm. That extra money is not going to help your show be better. It's it's just going to be maybe more production. Oh, that's or, a good point. Yeah, no, it, it, and that's the thing. It's. It's, it, 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 it's something we talk about all the time too. It's like, oh my god, I need to pay for this guest star. Right. I can find the extra five to ten thousand dollars for the guest star easily. I'm not going to do it for the for you know like 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 for the fucking writer. Yep. You know, it's interesting. I was talking with Terry the other day, and he was talking to just someone, some interesting kind of jobs that he's been approached to. I'm not going to say what they are, but he did say something to somebody that was interesting. He it was like he was like, look, or the team that you had to do Picard, mm-hmm. you guys didn't really leave your. 
like I mean, eight sets. And you made it really fascinating by able to write right. this drama between <clears throat> these people. Like you weren't out rolling around on the VR stage and on location and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You have a skill set that was very that's very efficient mm-hmm. for what like streamers is what these people want, you know? So it's like that's the kind of thing too that you gotta think about as a writer. It's that's like, a skill. You know, it's like, oh, what can you do as a writer? How do you become like a, like like the level of becoming you know, you have to raise your ability. Like you have to raise your value somehow. You know, and 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 also at some level, you have to be more of an entrepreneur mm-hmm. because you can't necessarily be. Here's the thing that you know, like those low level staff jobs are probably all gone. That's part of that thing they're fighting for for the thing about the like like the minimum the minimum room size that they don't want to deal yeah. with. Because ain't no coep going to want to work for scale. Which yeah, is wild yeah. because it's only one of us in a room anyway. Like, yeah. so it's only one new one writer in the room anyway. Yeah. And the, and the percentage of that being black is what? Or a person of color. Or, or LBGTQ you know, plus. Like, know, what, what, no, what? I mean, look. I hold, mean, on, well, hold on. Hold on. Richard's going to say something. What were you going to say? Well, I just want to talk about um, what happens next. And so I watch RDC world one. I'm a big fan of their, their videos. I mean, mm-hmm. anytime anything happens in the NBA, you go right to YouTube, to see what they're going to say. And I think yeah. they've built a really great following just off of those videos. Mm-hmm. They have now built their own website and launched it with a subscription service. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're monetizing their following and they went to Hollywood. They tried to do traditional route. Like, do y'all, I don't know if y'all remember the dudes from Canada who used to just do like the crazy food stuff. Right. Uh, sauce boss and all them mm-hmm. so they basically they were the one of the first groups to really blow up off of youtube they came out here they got signed i think it was gersh that signed them mm-hmm. and like they had overall deals and like they were trying to develop they tried to do the traditional <laughs> route and no one was really failing them so yeah. they didn't really pop off like that and i don't know what's happened and they kind of faded away rdc world was smart in that they came out here faced the same thing of course them being young and black and the way their comedy skews it's not really going to it's niche exactly it's not gonna be super popular within studios so they hit a wall but they came back and they're like all right let's just do it ourselves we have millions of followers millions of subscribers and so they've got a deal with youtube they now have their own channel they now have their own um essentially building their own network like nore yeah no no subscriber service and like they just launched their website where they have their direct subscribers and so i think that's where we're looking at but see that's the problem the because future is the creator and branding, bro. Like, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like, it was funny because actually, uh, not to cut you off, but just to uh, agree with you. I do think where we're going, the only way to fight this is branding and being a creator. Like, for instance, let's say I like Donald Glover, right? Mm-hmm. I would rather have a channel of nothing but Donald Glover. These are your selection of movies. This is the music you're listening to. These are your shows you create. I think we're going to get into that yeah. where it's curation mm. starts mattering. And that's where brand comes out. Lena Waithe. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well, uh, this is all of Lena's. Yeah. These are the movies she approves, old and new, mm. right? And it, this is her music. This is, mm-hmm. So I, I think that may you be make, one make way. You feel like you know them even more. Like exactly. That. Because mm-hmm. that's what's already happening on Instagram and all this other stuff. The only problem with that. Is to get to be that. Mm-hmm. It's hard it. to do. You got to. It takes work to like, become that. But yeah. the thing well, is. No, well, see. Well, here's the thing. It's, it's like if you look at Lena, right? She got to be there yeah. because she won an award, yep. which is not going to have any value going forward because it's not going to have those award shows Master anymore. Yeah. 
that's a good point. Mm. You know, yeah. why would you have an award show when there are no credits? There's no credits. The, the actors are all fucking it's like it's Brando when he's young now and shit like that like why would you have that right, right. that's just that, Elena Dietrich that's starring that's, in the movie and yeah, shit yeah, no, look, I've been saying for the longest time we're gonna see Marilyn Monroe in a John Wick spinoff right because what they're going to want to do is... <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a bad video. Bro, that's like, wow. You know, that's <laughs> because what they're going to do is, is, is they're going to find all these people who, the, who, who have these iconic images, iconic faces. Dean, everybody. That, yeah. that they pay no money to. Mm. to and, and and they're going to figure out... Sinatra got a new song hey, out and shit. <laughs> where can we plug them in on. in a style of film that we know that they're going to do? Featuring yeah, you know Jay Z and shit. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, there's, like, there's no reason why. The, I mean, look, I would take Marilyn Monroe's image and I'd put her in nine types of movies mm. and see where does she hit the best in the with the modern audience. Right. Is it the John Wick? Is it the Scream? Is it the Jurassic World? Mm-hmm. Is it the fucking Man on Fire? Mm-hmm. Is it the fucking you know? Is it let's put her in Fast X and C, mm-hmm. you know, or, or or Fast whatever thirteen? That's what, yeah. I mean, look, that's what they could do, <laughs> right. you know. And the thing is, why wouldn't you do that? I'd have to pay you. I'd have to pay her estate money, right? But maybe not because do it on the back end. No, no, not right. even that. Be, no, because. I've crushed the legal profession. Who's really going to sue me? Who's any fucking good? Mm. And that's the thing. That's the reason why, and I hate to go back to music, but it's a lot of similarities. You make more money dead than alive. And so Michael Jackson's estate, uh, Marvin Gaye, you look how Marvin Gaye's estate is uh, is under attack of imprints. It's like, try to get any of their stuff. And I get it. Like, yo, the family, go get it. Otherwise, they're going to make money off of it. So then again, it becomes... Like, who owns your property, your digital AI property, which is going to be the next battle, mm-hmm. where it's like, Hilliard, great. Okay, well, look, we like you. We like, we're going to use that forever. But how do you control it? Hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And what are the terms? Yeah. And as we think about the evolution of the industry, I think uh, Strike Talk mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Billy Ray uh, said it. And, and Todd as well. What they discussed is what happens if, you know, all these young creators who don't have those opportunities are now forced to go create the, their work themselves. What platforms they go to? They're going to yep. go to TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Yeah. What does that do? That now pulls <laughs> away from the credibility of the big networks and of the major streamers who don't own these companies. Now, it would yeah. be great for Meta. Mm-hmm. It'd be great for Google. But will it be great for Amazon and Netflix? What happens then mm. is, you know, if if the creative minds go here, this now inflates these these um sorry these apps to now the point where it's like should we consider them to have the same amount of weight as amazon prime as netflix and will they want to do that and that becomes a question Mm. are we looking at something that essentially caves in on itself yeah (laughs) like all things no of of course because See, this is why I was, I've been like, I've been rallying like every business school needs to be torn down. Mm. Because, <laughs> well, why you that? because it's the philosophy of the business schools is where we're, is the reason why we're in trouble. Mm. The philosophy of the business schools is I need to make next quarter and my projections for the next two quarters mm. 
be a value. That's all they care about. That's all they care about because my stock options are fucking tied to this and uh, blah, blah, I can. I mean, I'm reading the Steve Jobs books now, you know, just, and he's situation where he was in that. Like mm-hmm. he was like, oh, you know, for for like when he when he came back to be the the the, uh, the interim CEO at mm-hmm. Apple for '97, he was only taking like a dollar a year. Damn. And then about three four years in, he was like, I'm on stock options. And then they gave him stock options that were worth like uh, like 180 million dollars or something like that, right? But then some shit happened. But but then the bubble happened in 2000, in 2000 the internet bubble, and, and his stock options were like so devalued. Mm. So then he was able to like work with the board and say, well, I want you to replace my current options with new options at a different price and reprice them, blah blah. blah so I get all this fucking money, and it was some sort of like stock option sort of a manipulation thing, mm. and they got kind of like some SEC kind of um, investigation. But I'm sure they bought the SEC off. You know, if not, they're still not, that they know put pressure on them because right. that's how all that shit works anyway. You know, it's only fucking, you know, it's, it's so it's like, but, the, but, the, but the minute that he got his, he talked about like the minute he got a huge chunk of his stock options, even before with his, with this the Macintosh, mm-hmm. he just sold the shit the fuck out and made all this money. Which is why he was able to take a dollar. Is that why? What? Was that why he was well, able to no, take a dollar? No, no, he took a dollar because he was like unsure about it. But he got two hundred fifty million dollars when Apple first went public in the early in the early eighties. Right. So he didn't need the money. So he didn't, well, but, but he burned. He burned. A, no, he needed the money, but he didn't need. Well, relatively, you know, he burned a hundred million dollars, like starting next and buying Pixar and That's then right. and paying for after Katzenberg fucked up the first Tor story. Like he paid for like like a year of of doing that again, you know. And, and he was down maybe to like I don't know twenty million dollars. It was a hundred two hundred fifty, but it still was shit up <coughs> a ton big, amount of money. Job. And the same thing with him is also he put out his, his lifestyle. He didn't change his lifestyle at all. <laughs> well, he didn't really. Have, he wasn't a fancy person. Not at all. So, he yeah, change, I mean, yeah. he had no security. He, had no, yeah. he kept his door unlocked. Yeah. All this kind of crazy shit. Barefoot just, walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all this kind of shit. Whereas these other people, his contemporaries, mm-hmm. have got like jets and blah, exactly. blah, blah, kind of stuff like that. So it's like, but it's like that's where their mindset is. Like, you know, what do I need for this quarter so the price can, price can jump up? I can cash out. I mean, you fucking check the stock papers all the time. They have to tell you what the insiders are doing. Like part of the, you have to, you have to register. I sold X amount of shares, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So that, so that everyone knows, you know, cause then it's like, Oh, we're tanking this quarter or this year. I'm going to sell all my shares, right. the high price and not let the market know. Then let's, I mean, but that she can be manipulated too, but that's, but that's all the business school philosophy. So all the, 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 like that's like the most dangerous thing right. in America is the business schools. And what, what, what's really scary for me, and I'm thinking about it, it's like as we think about pivoting, do you just <laughs> pivot back to or become a part of the problem? And that's mm. that's the existential question. Some, sometimes. And that's that's the existential question that I'm yeah. worried about is that if you have, in this case, hundreds of thousands of able-bodied, able-minded people in the city who are yeah. smart and can do <laughs> other things, what do they do when they pivot? Are we creating a world where we tell we tell people, "Hey, you have to find another job." But what's that job going to be? And that, that's the pivot. that's what scares me. You I'm should. scared of the person mm-hmm. who's going to go work at a company that helps erode the few EPA protections that we have left. You know what I mean? I'm scared of the person who feels fucked by the system, and so for them, they're going to be the worst parking meter ever made ever, <laughs> and just go around and just give everyone tickets. You know what I mean? Like what we're doing. There is some truth in that. Yeah. What we're creating yeah. 
is when, when we when we when we talk about optimization, we take away like of course naturally you take away the humanity of it. But what people forget is that folks aren't just going to pivot and magically become great. They're going to nah. carry this bitterness, this anger, this resentment, and it's going to go and pervade in the workforce and mm-hmm. whatever they choose. And in the families, though. And like, the families. It's going to leak into everything. Oh, like, there's yeah. no way to... We're, we're talking about... Yeah. <laughs> we're not just talking about the degradation of finance, finance mm-hmm. in the human economy. We're talking about the degradation of quality of life in mm-hmm. humanity. In general. Yeah. In general. For sure. Yes. For sure. I suggest... One of the shows... One of my favorite shows I've seen on reality shows mm-hmm. on Netflix... Oh yeah, how to too. get rich? Yeah, that's why it's brilliant. Like, especially you two all into you know yeah. your stocks and shit. It teaches you how to break that shit down yeah. and so many different things you guys are investing in. You shouldn't be yeah. so good. Just yeah. helps you to get your mind right on how to keep your money right. And so, that's that's where my mind is going. Real quick, yeah. <clears throat> I feel like five to ten years. Exactly what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Investing, doing whatever you can to get some kind of form of living for yourself before all shit hits the fan, which not to sound wild about anything like that. I mean, life will continue to go on, but not as we know it. Right. Right, right. Which is something we learned in 2020. Right. My whole life changed. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember being at a shitty job at work, running out of sanitizer trying to get my boss to get more sanitizer because I warned him we were going to run out of sanitizer. <laughs> and my, my manager is like, well, you, we're going to go home for a week for this COVID and we'll be back. And I ended up on unemployment. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And so your whole life changed. So I'm, we, uh, we got that, right? Mm-hmm. We have survived all this time. But it is going to be some changes. Yeah. And the idea is Okay, you know, for myself, it's like, okay, do I pivot back to music? But music is still fucked, too. And they got AI coming in music, Mm -hmm. right? You got Drake and Weekend song that's AI, and it's a bop. Mm -hmm. I listened to it once, and I was like, all right, I don't want to support this anymore. But I'm like, this shit is fire. This is crazy. (laughs) It it wasn't in a bop. Like, Like, you know what I mean? And so it's like, okay, I can't do that, right? And then it's like, all right, well, any kind of service job, like right, like working at a record store where I was working before. Like, what's going to be the point of that? Right? So, so this, here's, it's not going to be. I mean, that's what I was saying earlier. It's like these cities are going to become like the Rust Belt cities. They're going to be yeah. like Detroit, where it's like they're going to eventually become unincorporated. I mean, commercial real estate be- is plummeting yeah. <laughs> at the it's moment. A, yeah, yeah. So, real quick, just going off of that, I was already mm-hmm. thinking about what is my pivot. What is the pivot where I can go be successful? At, and not feel like I just ruined the world <laughs> doing it. Because if I pivot, if I pivot hard, <laughs> I go you can, yeah, you, you, you can become a, the villain. I will <laughs> become the villain. I'm telling you right now, like I will be that the person. Joker. On, it is on record here now. Twenty years from now, if y'all are fighting a if, war if against Joker, me, it's all right. It started right here. <laughs> it all started because of the WGA strike. <laughs> so. But for me, I had I lucked into this thing, Fat Boy Feels, mm-hmm. right? And you talking about branding? I I so I um I have these I have hoodies. Yeah, I've got sell it, track, sell track. It. exactly. And like I literally had people come up to me like, "Yo, what's that?" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, it's like this little thing. Where can I buy it?" And I was yeah. like, "What?" Yeah. And so literally, I was sitting there. I got a trash bag full of these amazing hoodies that I had designed. And I was like, "These aren't even f- for sale." Yeah. And I people were offering me twice what I uh, made them for. Yeah. I was like, "Well, shit." And so, I don't know. I guess what I'll say to folks out there who. Saeed want to know where his at. 
Yeah, you See, gotta get creative. I need one too. No, I mean, <laughs> you know, we, we're gonna have to get creative and all that. No, yeah, I know. Yeah. I got. I mean, I got. Hell, you know, I got. Yeah. I got them. But um, no, I think that's the thing, and that's what I would stress to not just writers, but everyone out there. If you think your job can be affected by AI, it will. Like yeah. I said, unless you are a baller, athletics is the only thing that Man. I think you can't change a six eight nigga who can dunk from half court. <laughs> That's the one thing you can't change. <laughs> you can't AI that. So yeah. <laughs> when I see Victor Mundo, I don't Yama, know like, though. Like you, you, you seen the robot dogs and the yeah. the the things that are flipping. I, I mean, I I, mean, I, yeah. I I think it may take a little longer. Elon Musk, but, if he got something to do with it, but <laughs> that might give you twenty years. But yeah. I, I would say it's just like figure out what your lane could be that can support this art form because I would say. We are getting to the point where people may have to consider this a hobby and mm. not a profession. Yeah. And I hate to say that, but like in order for you to survive, you may have to look at this as your side piece, true. your wow. side hustle. Unless you do it yourself. Yeah. You know how to get to the distributors. You know how to pr- produce. You know how to put shit out. You Correct. have a following. People love you. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, Saeed. You're actually the perfect candidate. Yeah, Everybody fine. loves you. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You already have that. If you put it out, thousands of people will go to it. Yeah. You know, you ain't even trying to put it out yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? In that yeah. context. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're on Twitter. Everybody knows who you are. Imagine yeah. if you turned that shit up, had a website for it, and blah, blah, I mean, yeah. it would be... Nah, I mean that's that to me. I do think that is where the future. And, I'm saying that's why good producers. Nah, know, yeah, no, I mean no. We are. I'm <laughs> listening. We are. <laughs> you know, you know, we working. And you know, I'm being a motherfucker. Yeah, no, facts. <laughs> I'm sliding like. Hey. But but I I I do think that's where it is going to have to go, and and we're going to start picking up more skills, like you said. Oh, yeah. Like what I also love great about your podcast, you always talked about like, yo, I know how to do this, 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 and that, and and and, and so that's what it's going to be. It's like okay, you're a writer, and what? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Can't like, be one no more. Can't be one no more. No. You know what I'm saying? And that and that's just gonna be what it's gonna be, I think. Yeah. And 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 that's the pivot. It's like what is the next thing you can learn? Mm-hmm. You know? And the thing that I would say is there's really no regret to it all. Like no. for example, check this out, Rich. Whatever you end up pivoting to outside of being a bartender or whatever sacrificing job you have to do, you remember you're also super smart and yeah. you know how to do you know how to make $300,000 a year if you wanted to. Yeah. So having that skill, imagine if you pivoted even a little bit to make those things work to make that work. Oh, yeah. It's a different thing. So that's all I'm saying. And, and going back with you, coming from being a rapper and yeah. knowing how to produce a song yeah. and all that still helps you even as a producer, as a writer. Of course. Because when you're in the editing bay, you can no. be like, no, it's no, off. no. The sound should... You hear shit that they don't hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? You understand the right sound, the right music, the right score that should feel right for this moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, th- so there is, I'm just saying, people don't always understand what they did before actually helps you. 100%. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, you know, again, it goes back to what we were saying about storytelling. It's like everything you do in life, you've probably learned, you've probably learned stuff that you, the experiences you learned about what to avoid to do, everything like that, that's going to help you. How, you know, how do you survive? How do you be an entrepreneur? See, there's a lot of people that I meet who are writers or in this industry, they're not really good entrepreneurs. They're not really good at, like, um, dealing with their money. They're not really, you know, they're, they have a hard time, like, um, trying to, trying to, like, do multiple projects. Mm-hmm. You know, like you think about, again, you know, you think about how a corporation works, you know, 
they got five or ten things they're trying to they're trying to, to do. They're like they're trying to introduce new products. They're trying to do, like all this kind of stuff that you want to do. It's like that's the interesting thing about reading the Apple book. It's like how much that he mm. wasn't like a tech guy, mm. but he understood what he th- like. This one guy said his genius was he understands desire. Mm. Like Steve Jobs' thing was, I was like, oh, that's an interesting way of putting his thing because you know he knew that. Everybody's looking at these PC boxes of, that look ugly, mm. and they're sitting in the front of the thing. If I can make it so that you desire for my computer more, you will buy my computer because you want that. I'm at the point now where we're talking about he's launching an iPhone. Everyone's like, motherfucker, you can't sell a $500 phone. <laughs> it's, got, it's like triple the cost of any, the high-end shit everywhere. And he's like, yeah. no. They'll love it. Watch. <laughs> They'll love it. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. You know, And they do. <laughs> right. And I mean, it's funny. It's like you know, like like in every step of the way, Bill Gates is saying, hey, "This is motherfucking no, Steve Jobs." Like every step of the way, he's mm-hmm. like, "Nope, nope, nope," and he's constantly proved wrong in terms of what people want. This reminds you me know? of that. Even in basketball, football, whatever, even the big sports, everybody has that one too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like like mm-hmm. like the Lakers. You know, he, you you got of course uh, LeBron, and he's like, who's who keeps stepping up for number two? Like, it keeps going up and down, up and down, up and down. But it's like that with your boy. He was the creative one, it sounds like. He was. I'm sure he knows a lot about tech. But he clearly he wasn't know, the, no, he, he, the side of no, it all. He, he actually didn't know a lot. Of, I mean, he knew about tech, too, a little bit. But he wasn't. But he hired Wozniak, right. who developed the Apple thing. He did all the, did the tech work. He just was like, he, he like he's more like a... A consumer socioeconomic guru. Hmm. He understood what people wanted. Okay. You know, like his whole Taste. thing. Was, his whole thing about the Macintosh was PCs and computers look ugly. Mm-hmm. Right. How can we make this so people it's friendly and it's in your house? Mm-hmm. The whole design. You saying the whole th- the original? Basically, he had a gay gene, is what I'm hearing. It, it, look, look <laughs> the, the, the whole design of his of his computer was the first Macintosh was. I said it. I want this to look like it's smiling at you. Right. Mm. If you look at the original Macintosh, it looks like this. A face. And then and then the screen. If you remember the screen, the original thing was the smile mm-hmm. that comes across. Right. You know? Because he was like, that's what I want you to feel when you get this. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was talking about when they made the first iPad. When they, when they made. It's interesting because i just seen that movie, Blackberry. I'm about to watch and it. And fucking. They were all like. Who the fuck wants a phone that doesn't have a keyboard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone was claiming. The guy at Blackberry. The guy. Uh. Uh, uh, Mike fucking Lazaridis is like you need a fucking keyboard on your phone what the fuck you know <laughs> but Steve was like no mm-hmm. and they had got to a phone that was really close and then they were getting ready to launch it and he was like guys we have to kill this design mm. and we're gonna redo it in six months so we can come out there because it looks too logical mm. it's gotta look like it's more inviting like this whole thing about how the, like, the screen went to the edge and came down like, mm-hmm. like he was like that's what the people were gonna want it was like you're crazy. Mm, so, they had so, it more in the box of the yeah. Yeah, if, if, if you remember how Blackberry looks, you know, and, right, and, yeah. and I mean, he, he was like, "Fuck the fuck," you know. He was like, "Who the?" Hell? I mean, for a while they're trying to figure out how to make the phone work, like with that wheel, you know, that was on the you oh, know, yeah, the, yeah. no, no, the wheel that was on the um, the iPad. Remember the I remember mm-hmm. the iPod had the wheels scroll right. through sounds. He was trying to figure out how to make the to dial phone to dial phone numbers that yeah. way, and he was like, "No, nah, no, nah, fuck that shit." And they had planned to do the iPad first because they were trying to do the touch thing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, wait, 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 if you do that on the phone, then we don't need the keyboard at all. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, we innovation. Yeah. It's, it was in his mind, it was like they, 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 the multi touch, they were figuring out how to do that on. Is that on Audible too? What? That book? 
Yeah, it's fascinating because <clears throat> it, the coolest thing about this, the BlackBerry movie, the movie Air, is that we all grew up in this. Yes. We saw it all happening at the time, you know, and then for them to kind of go through it now, like in retrospect, this book came out like, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, but the way they're kind of like walking you through your own history mm-hmm. is dope. Is yeah. very dope because a lot of times you look at history stuff and you think about stuff. That didn't happen in our lifetime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, or way too young to remember, you know. But I remember, like, in, in Blackberry, it's so interesting. It starts off in 1996. And they're driving, like, some Corolla <laughs> driving up to the thing. And, and you're saying to yourself, I remember what it was like that. Right. And it's like, it's and it's all this thing, and it's like, it's a really interesting moment in the movie where it's not just hey. one of the movie. Like, oh. it's, yeah. It's, but, it's not just the movie, but it's like, as soon as they figure out the Blackberry... They do this time jump from 1996 to like 2000, mm-hmm. and they just show clips from Oprah when she's like, "Everyone, it's the Blackberry," and you're like, right. "I remember that episode." I used to want one, you know, because yeah, you used to yeah. see it because it was so. It was, and, and I was talking about it now, and I was like, "Motherfuckers have totally all forgot about the Blackberry completely." I, I had it before my iPhone. Oh, I, I know we all, we all did. Yeah. I forgot all. I, about I own it. shares in Blackberry. Did. Like, did you really? Like, randomly, randomly. Well, my ten percent. <laughs> well, maybe the movie, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy, but it's crazy because it's like you, but you think, but you see about what, how people made, you know, there was a, there was just that moment. There's the interesting moment where they're watching the when Jobs like he he unveils the iPhone in the BlackBerry movie, and fucking everyone over research emotion is like that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. That shit don't work. They didn't pivot. <laughs> they didn't know ah, how to pivot. So mm. you know? the one thing I will say is coming from that space and working um, for competitors mm-hmm. of Apple, um, I we'd be in meetings and working for different companies, and you see what people are using. Right. And more often than not, they're using um, competitors' brand. Really interesting. Um, I'm trying to think about my NDA and but that said um, that makes sense but that said whenever I would pitch things um, I would always pitch the pivot mm-hmm. uh, and I used to say to someone everyone knows you as like um, grandpa right you're you're the grandpa of right. this industry mm-hmm. um, that company over there they're the cool kids they're aspirational mm-hmm. we'll never be that never be that all i'm asking for is for us to pull that aspirational ethos Mm. into this and become cool grandpa Mm. that's all i wanted cool grandpa and like got hit like grandma with spunk (laughs) exactly just just a cool cool grandpa we all we all know those cool grandpas gramps who's pulling they give you a dap and shit oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know being fitted yeah yeah Yeah, like and when you sit down talk to me give you some game like Mm -hmm. you know anyways um yeah, no, but that was a big thing I noticed is like that Apple, what Jobs was able to do was to come in and disrupt the tech industry and reshape it right. because unlike other companies where you have sociopaths who are not in touch with humanity, <laughs> he was in touch with his humanity right, right. in a way where he knew what <laughs> emanated with him and what would resonate with others, where it wasn't about... Like the aesthetic of it matter, not just does this hardware work? Can we do this? What is the capability? Right. It was like, no, 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 no. How does it feel? How do I feel using it? What does this make me feel cooler or more in touch or more in tune? Yep. And I think that's the reason why out of all the companies that will <laughs> evolve in the Skynet, mm-hmm. I think, you know, when you think about the greater good versus greater evil, I do think it's going to when you think about if if it goes like this, right? I always see the world 
two sides. You're going to have Team Tesla, Team Apple. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's going to be that's like 50, 60 years from yeah. now. It's going to be, it's either, this is owned by Tesla, this is owned by Apple. No, 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 no. I mean, look, look, look. I was saying, I, I, look, I just finished writing a pilot. Uh, in it, 12 companies own everything. Mm-hmm. Across the globe. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. This is like this company you meet when you first you first go to their like the little sh- you know they always show you the shot of the outside building. Right. It says market cap seventy five trillion dollars. It's gonna fuck yeah, which is unheard of mm-hmm. now. But this thing takes place like eight years from now. I mean, if you don't think it's happening, right. you're insane. Yeah, totally agree. But but I will say this though: the strike is not going to last forever. It never mm-hmm. does. No. And so, if I was trying to enter now, right? Because I do feel like it's crazy to enter whenever. It was crazy. To like, it, was crazy it was crazy to enter when you entered. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, like I tell you all the time, literally four years ago, I'm on a shitty job listening to y'all <laughs> podcast, writing at night. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so, that was delusional to think I would even end up here. Mm-hmm. So, stranger things have happened. But if I'm at home... And I want to enter the game. I would be looking at this, looking at the landscape, learning about all this and getting your scripts ready. And when this is over, one of my mentors, Malcolm, did say Malcolm Spellman said next year he feels he, he, he warned me this. He early in the year, he gave me a doom and gloom like he most <laughs> like Malcolm so Spellman Malcolm. is known for his doom and gloom. So he was like this year. It's going to be hell on writers, mm. especially new writers that had got in and like uh, got wins and mm-hmm. got these new jobs because of this expansion. It's going to cleanse itself. And that's yep. what's going to be. It's going to be hard times. Yep. And he said, but he feels like next year when this cleans up that he feels like next year it's going to be on again. Mm. And so to me, I feel like prepare yourself for mm. that. Survive. And, and then uh, we could think about this AI shit later. Well, it was okay. So, like we talked about earlier, because I talked about Malcolm just briefly. I always need to hit him up, but it's like the thing about this is something that, that Aaron Thomas told me, like in 2019. Mm-hmm. He was like, "You." He was like, and I think it was, and Malcolm was saying this. They were saying the same thing. You better have good credits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because it, I mean, look, you know what? A, a lot of a lot of people got on shows that were this expansion that mm-hmm. nobody saw. Yep. You know, and it's like okay, so it's like it, you know the whole thing about society people all the time. If you make a movie and no one sees it, did you really make it? You know, um, and it's like if you work on a show that no one was barely seen, did mm-hmm. you really work on a show? It's like the whole thing with Prentice Penny. Do you remember he used to tell the yep. story he used to work on the CW show? Yep. Or whatever, the, the UPN shows. And then when he went to go work for the network, they were like, what did you work on? Was he Scrubs or whatever? Yeah, he went to work on Scrubs. And he was like, <clears throat> he was like, I, was like supervising producer yep. on some, like, sister, I don't know what it was. And they were like, no. And he didn't, like, jump back a few, like, rungs to get his thing. Yep. So it's like, I mean, you have to, look, there's no, I, I, I don't, someone's telling me this one time. There's like a few, you know, companies that made carriages. Mm-hmm. They're able to switch into making horses carriages or try to make horses carriages, right. make cars and shit like that. That's what it is. It's like it's a total shift in what's happening with the whole like socioeconomic structure of the planet. Right. 
and it's coming at a really weird time because we haven't figured out what's up with climate change. But you, but you know, one <laughs> thing that like humanity can do is humanity can, you know, if it wants to, if it's not going to be the slave to business, then it can make changes, right. you know, that will affect people. But, you know, sure. I mean, you know, if you have a deal, if you've been on, if you've been on a good show or or an acclaim show, whatever it is, you have the ability to leverage that on some level, such that when you're out. That's your brand. It goes back to what you're saying about what, what's your brand. You know, if you can work on these these big brand, or, or you can develop your own brand to be the influencer, like you're saying, to be able to get people to like sell jackets and stuff like that, to be that aspirational thing. That's where you got to kind of like put yourself. You have to kind of think mm-hmm. about how to do that. That means there's a lot more jack of, jack of all trades that you got to be able to figure out how to do. Most people don't. That's hard. Well, I'll never forget. I was in um, my AP European history class, and my teacher, she she made us. Uh, Side note: AP history is the best history. That's <laughs> I was just about to say. He just yeah, had to I had say that, AP. he rolled that off right. I'm like, bro, I know what that is. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I had I had one AP class. <laughs> hey man, I, I respect. But I, I'll never forget. I was in my. You don't AP. just get to Harvard for yeah, no you, reason. You can't no, just no, let no, that slide. No, 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 that. no. But uh, for those that don't know, no, no, no. But you know, you you want to captain the football team in the AP classes. People look at you like what the fuck. Exactly. Uh, but anyways, blah blah blah. I'll never forget. She was like, "How many of y'all want to grow up?" And be really, really great at one thing. Right. Like, be the best at it. And just be well off. No, no, no. Sorry, she didn't say that part. She was like, everyone raise their hand. <clears throat> and they're like, how many of you want to be really, really good at a lot of different things? And I raised my hand. Mm. She's like, well, Rich. So, and I think. One, you were one, like two, the only one or one two or people. Just yeah. one or two people. That's so me. That's that. so me. And she goes, well, <clears throat> Rich, um, just to let you know, you're going to live a very happy life. But mm. you may not be rich. And mm. I looked at her and I said, watch me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's ignorance, youth. You know what I mean. But the one thing I will say is, um, the there are two lines. There's three lines that are just absolutely amazing in TV that stuck with me. When I see them in the moment, my jaw drops. Mm-hmm. Number three, <clears throat> I love you very dearly. I love you all, but you're not serious figures. You're not serious people. That was, <laughs> that was from Succession. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fucking jaw drop, dude. Jaw dropping. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Number two, I choose violence. <laughs> Sir, cult. And then number one. Where's that from? Game of Thrones, Cersei Lannister. Oh, right. mm-hmm. And number one, once again from Game of Thrones, when I think about what we keep, it keeps coming to my mind, it keeps coming to my mind. Chaos is a ladder. Mm. And That's a shirt. I like that. Pledge mm-hmm. quote. Um. I live by certain pledge quotes from my frat. Mm-hmm. And when I was seventeen, I was seventeen years old. Started pledging at seventeen. Didn't drop. Had a whole bunch of dudes who were older than me drop. And I'll never forget. They were like persistence, determination, omnipotent. Mm-hmm. The reason we endure and the force of our forward motion. And it's one of those things where it's like, no matter what, no matter what happens, pivot, change, and understand that chaos is a ladder. So that's the one thing I'll say. And that's that's what's keeping me hopeful, because I do believe. I have delusion of grandeur still that I will find what is this pin. I have to be pinpoint accurate in what I do next. And that's why I'm going. That's why I'm going on. Um, I'm getting the fuck out of the country next week. I'm Good. just going to go sit down on the beach, cry. Good. Ho- do a whole Get lot of crying, a whole lot of thinking yeah. and figure out what is that thing? Because like, I think what AI does, what optimization does is it does not give us room to dilly dally anymore. 
Man. You don't have room to just kind of, <clears throat> I'm going to go to college for four years. I'm going to go Man. bartend for a couple years. Mm. No, no, no. Which was my life, though. Yeah. The world is now saying, the world is now saying, <laughs> now more than ever, Nikki, you better find a lane. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. So, 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 look, I just saw something the, the, I saw on the Atlantic the other day that I think is just very much what you're, what you're saying. Humanity isn't to be obliterated by a vengeful artificial sentience. And office workers probably won't be replaced en masse with machines. Instead, we'll be expected to produce and behave more like robots ourselves. Damn. And robots don't. The best robots is efficient as hell. Mm. Doesn't doesn't it doesn't do wasted movements? It tries to figure out all this kind of stuff. There's no time for any of that anymore. Like doesn't I mean, take breaks. Yeah, there's, there's no there's no time for that. It's the you know, it's just um, it's just very much what a. I mean, I th- I think everything you said is correct, Rich. <coughs> everything you said is correct. We like, like we don't know how to. Uh, I mean, people are very used to like not having to. You know, they always say. You know that book Tim Ferriss book, the Four Hour Work Week. You know mm-hmm. can, that most. If you really think about it, you can do all your work in four hours in a week. You know because you fuck around so yeah. much of the time. I've spent the last like I've spent the last week and a half mm-hmm. charting my day habits. Like, yeah. Well, just like just, just like where am I spending my time? Mm-hmm. You know, I've got like time, and I and I and I said, you know what, I got to put in like a like a color block on the day thing for like goofing off. Mm-hmm. You know, and like it's okay to do that. Yeah, it's okay, yeah. but you gotta be. But uh, but you have to track it. You want to yeah. see it. You want to yeah. see yeah. where you're doing it because mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, okay. It'll go into eight hours. It, yeah. fat, you know, <laughs> easily. You, you know, like, yeah. but, but especially you, now when we're oh, tracking. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. But, but but you want to track it because yeah. you know, like what the whole thing about you know is like what gets measured. You know, you know, I can't remember what it is, but but anything you can measure, you can optimize or figure out like what to do the best with it. You know. Yeah. Um, and you look, you have to goof off. Yep. You have to find ways to like <clears throat> to pull your brain, pull your brain out of the, 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 the like the creativity. For sure. I mean, and honestly, it's like you were saying earlier, Saeed. I mean, that you know, like we are creative people. The only thing that that AI is not going to be is like AI is not going to create something new. Yep. It's going to create Fast and the Furious. Twenty, <laughs> right? Where well, they're driving in space, not driving. T- well, well they're driving. Well, dri- you're right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they didn't drive through space, space in the new one. No, they did in the last one. Yeah. Um, but, but, but it's, but it's not going to create the next one. Right. You know, I mean, like, I mean, like, I, the the thing I watched the trailers uh, before Fast X. I look at Oppenheimer. I'm just like, oh my fucking god! Oh, it looks amazing. I look. I'm like, what is all this talk about? The battle between Barbie and Oppenheimer because they come out the same day. Crazy. And I'm like, <clears throat> the people who go see Oppenheimer are the ones who will survive in the next 10 years. Mm. Those who see fucking Barbie are going to be serfs. <laughs> Ooh, buddy. Yes. <laughs> so I ain't got nothing to say. On that note, <laughs> we got to drop the mic on that one. On that note, thank y'all. We appreciate y'all coming through. Where you at, Rich? Where can people follow you and tell them about Dances with Films when you get a moment? For sure, for sure. Um, thank you for allowing me on. It's been an honor and a privilege. Uh, you can find me at Fields on all your social media platforms. I haven't really done anything with it in a minute, but I am it's reactive. It's still there. People it. can it's buy some there. merch and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Merch, 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 yeah. merch, merch, merch. Uh, we got some cool hoodies, track jackets, things like that. Also, shameless plug, um, when I was 
a young whippersnapper here in Los Angeles. I was tasked here on the lot. Yeah, here on the lot. I was tasked with building the dances with films, TV, and web series division, and I'm proud to say that's still in existence to this day. And after years of knowing both the dances with films family and the screenwriters rant room family, we're finally coming together to to bring y'all the first ever screenwriters rant room live live taping of our podcast. It's going to be everything. Y'all have been waiting for this, and Hilliard, Chris, Linnell, and the whole crew will be there. I'm so, we'll be, so excited we'll to invite you and welcome Where's my to makeup? Arms. I need some makeup. <laughs> oh, man. You're too pretty. You're too pretty. You don't need they got that. AI for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you a bow. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. uh, it's getting right? down. You know, it's going to be minus right? 10 years from It's going to be right. taped as well. There's going to be yeah. video, audio. Uh, it's going to be. It will be a podcast also. It will be a podcast, of course. So, it's going to be Friday, June 23rd. At 2 p.m. at the TCL Chinese Theaters in Hollywood, once again. Yep. Hollywood and Highland, right Hollywood there. Hollywood and Highland. Ovation, as they call it now. Yep. So um, come through, support. It's a free event. We want to see y'all. It's a big theater. We're trying to fill it. It's yep. 300 seats. We want everybody to fill it. Then after that, we're going to take it over to Cabo Wabo, just mm-hmm. across the hall. And we're going to have a wonderful mixer so we can get to know the Screenwriters Rant Room family. Sorry. I know give y'all an opportunity to just meet everyone, talk, chop it up, network with one, one another. And, you know, just build this family the way it's supposed to Indeed. be. Thank you, man. That's going to be dope. We've been, Chris, we've been talking about doing it for years. We were talking about trying to do it at uh, Comic-Con. Yeah, Comic-Con, Comic-Con right the twenty twenty, yeah, literally. Yeah, we were yeah, trying yeah. to figure Pand- that out. Pandemic, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> for sure. No, look, I mean, look, I'm super excited about that. I am thrilled that we'll get to do a live show. Uh, I, I mean, I've been, I was at that venue one time before to do uh, some festival screening, but I'm excited to do this. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I, 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 I don't know how. What the format's even going to be, but I think I think we should come up with some sort of. We'll figure it out. We yeah, got time. But 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 look, I'm excited. I want people to come out and see it. You know, please see it. I'm gonna so die. Meet us in person. I'm gonna we'll, die. I'm trying to lose like another twenty pounds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Be <laughs> out there shirtless. Where you where you at? Merchandise for it and shit like that. Exactly. Uh, we'll see. I'm at uh at balance b a l a n c e five one zero on Twitter. Catch me. I'm at the picket line. Yep. You know what I mean? Where do you be going the most? Sony uh, or Sony, Amazon, Paramount. Uh, I'm going to try to hit CBS. I'm going to try to hit up Fox, Disney, make it out that way. Okay. So all the time, like I, I usually hit up either Chris or mm-hmm. somebody. I'd be like, yo, where you at? And they'd be like, yeah. I'm over here. So, you know, you'll catch me out there. And, uh, yeah, man, like, let's get it. Yeah, Thursday for all of the... Uh, LGBTQ folks. Yeah. It's going to be a big one at um, Warner Brothers from 1 to 5 p.m. Um, so come out there. It's Pride. Mm-hmm. Pride Picket is what they call it. Uh, that's what the LGBT committee jumping at. So um, where you at, Chris Derrick? I am at Unauthorized CBD on Twitter and Instagram. Um, this is dropping tomorrow. Too. You know, if there's anything exciting, uh, the 31st of May, there's a, there's a horror writers thing at, oh, okay. uh, at this at Warner Brothers. All I right. think from like 11 to one or something like that. Um, okay. So I'm going to be there. Um, I'll come through. That's yeah. So that's uh, yeah. But um, yeah, just I'm, I, but, but otherwise, I am at I'm at Paramount. Um, most well, if I'm I gonna, wonder why. <laughs> He can walk out of his house. It's like a hundred feet. It's a hundred feet. I mean, hundred feet. It's hundred. Maybe a hundred and twenty. Yeah. Like. Um, but yeah, but I'm there most. I mean, if I'm if I'm out, I'm there at, in the mornings. 
Um, I'm, if I'm not there, it's because I'm either some writing to do for some other work that I'm working on. That <clears throat> it's not it's not industry related. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm doing everything I can to support the whole situation. Awesome, and a special thank you to Sharice yeah. uh, Studsville. Studsville. She's trying to change. You know it's Studsville. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming and hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Uh, I am a host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Hilliard Guest, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever, right? just Hilliard Guest. <clears throat> Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever you guys listen to. We're all over the world. Um, Anchor, uh, uh, Spotify, everything. What else we got, Chris? You can support the show at ScreenwritersRR.com where you see links to our Patreon page where you can do a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars. You know, I mean, it's like a dollar is nothing to help us support the show. Um, you know, just because it adds up. Um, and by everyone who's involved, we appreciate we appreciate everyone who is a current supporter of the show. Um, and uh, that's it. Yeah, we'll also put a link in the show notes for uh, Dances with Films where you guys can RSVP to the event on June 23rd. Correct. Correct. Yes, indeed. Awesome. Uh, Everybody join. Are you going to say something? Okay. Uh, Everybody join us for 2023. We appreciate all you guys hanging out with us for two hours here. Um, You guys know how we do it on the rant room. On the show, we keep it real. Mm -hmm. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what? Everybody. 2023. Peace, y'all. I'ma say what I feel, and I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminished and the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.